guys. Welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host, and I have the lovely and handsome and talented Robert Chambers, a.k.a. Bloodbought Saint. Hey, man, that lovely sub. You come across a little suspect there, guy. <laughs> we, like, I, men, can, I, men can be lovely. What's no, my, not this man. You can... You keep that with your other buddies, man. You tell you tell Ricky or somebody. <laughs> let's have let's have a world exclusive right now, Robert. Tell me you love me, as your brother in Christ. Tell me you love me. Listen, pause. It's it's not that type of party. No, there, buddy. You won't hear those words coming out my lips. Another. That's it's so Jesus. hard for Robert to say that. It's so hard. Listen, man. As a man, it took me a while to get to hugging folk, man. That's. That took a while. It's going to take me even longer before. I know I Jesus to, said I love you. Know you what? He said it a whole bunch of times. You know what? I will. I will say it. I will say it the only way I know how to a man. That's the best you'll get out of me. You get we'll the doggy. We'll you'll take, take that one. I will well, take that one and run. We have a crowd favorite with us back with us tonight, Robert. A returning guest. This is her third appearance on Insight, our Wednesday night show. And we are so happy and thankful to have her back. We have Miss Tramiko Thwee. How are you, Tramiko? Hello. I am well. How are you all? Doing pretty good. We are, good. Uh, we're glad that we didn't have to stick to our six-week schedule with you, and you came back a little early, so <laughs> that was yeah, nice. Gino, I wasn't he, counting. Right. <laughs> so See, I wasn't counting. He was like, I was like, it ain't been six weeks yet. He's like, don't say anything. He said something like, shh. He's like, maybe she won't know that. <laughs> Like, man, I'd have, that, I'd have Miko on every week if we could. Yeah, because when Gino would his things like Gino's be like, I'm out of idea. Where's Miko? <laughs> That's not true. That is Miko. not true. Is I actually have a true. I thought I was gonna have a pastor friend. I, I met him a couple weeks ago. We we become pretty good friends. And uh but he's out of town. So I was like, Well, maybe Miko will come out a week or two early. We'll see. <laughs> so and uh and this is Robert's farewell tour, I guess, today. He starts a new job yeah. next week, so this will be his last Wednesday night show and unless he quits uh, that job or <laughs> or, hey, or whatever man, happens uh, in the near future. Listen, we'll see. I have quit enough jobs in the last few months and this one is halfway decent. I'm not going anywhere, man. It's like if they, I tell them, I'm like two rules. I do. I said, um, don't stress me out. Don't play with my money. If you don't do those two, violate those two things, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, those are my two rules right there, man. And they, they say they fired the last manager there. Um, right before I got there. Cause he, he was like the other manager who will not be named. Uh, he was doing the same stuff to his coworkers. And um, they got rid of them. They said we don't do that. They said they had they they're interviewing guys, and they like they come in and they and they they even peep. They have that kind of air about them. Not here. It's like you know they want people coming in. It's going to, um, you know, make people want to stay. So you're the only interviewee that shows up with a contract for them. <laughs> That's unique. I've never heard that one before. But uh, so Miko, let's uh, let's show your uh, website here. Uh, the web web page is uh, gather gatherinc.org. Yeah. G A T H E R I N C dot org. Um, and Miko, is there any um, this links to your YouTube also, I think, correct? Yeah, it okay. does. At the very bottom, it, it will link you to our Instagram, our YouTube, and something else. So yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then so. I do have your YouTube channel pulled up too, just just in case. So yeah. So yeah, guys, go uh, look for look for the ministry. Lots of good material on there. It's uh, now a lot of this 
what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, mostly deliverance. And uh, Miko has a special presentation about Halloween origins and, you know, how it became Americanized. And it is, I believe it's the second largest holiday in America, isn't it, for sales? It may, it may be because, yeah, a lot of people like to, you know, get dirty with the devil. So <laughs> that's a good way to put it, I guess. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of people upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think so. I don't. Not with our crowd. Our crowd kind of Man. gets it. Yeah. Okay. You gonna have those coming out? Well, it's true. It's just the kids. I heard it all, man. I don't even be saying nothing about it anymore, man. It's like I'm tired of arguing about. It. Even with my wife, man. It's like we have two opposed uh, views. We, yeah, but I'm going to. I get it. I'm going to just play the video. See, that's why I like stuff like this. <laughs> hey, watch the show. Hey, Miko said it. What's me? <laughs> you know it's it's if i make this into a tiktok video we might get some comments there that would be opposed to it but um, I, what happened with the tiktok live you, you didn't oh, do that oh i got an email from them today it was supposed to um he said okay wait till monday fill out some paperwork and then you'll be live either monday or tuesday well monday i get an email early in the morning and says sorry we have to hold off one to two more weeks so I, so I, yeah, and I'm like, uh oh, they must have been they, looking at my content. Yeah, oh yeah, that is definitely what they were looking at, man. I don't know. We talk about some pretty, uh, I don't know, who knows. I, I personally, it seems like the guy. It's they're It's not TikTok. It's another company that works for them. So they're they're kind of like the referee, I guess. And they want to make sure. I guess their big thing is that they want people that are going to have a stream key to to be streaming at least. You know, I think they said thirty to forty hours a month, which I could easily do. Um, oh, I'm not going to so, be able to stream, man. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you're going to be working, so. All right, enough chit-chat. I want to get into the meat of this this Halloween subject tonight. So, Miko, the floor is yours. Okay. So, we're definitely going to, as you said, talk about Halloween, where did it originate from. But I do want to start, because throughout this, we're going to be looking at what God has to say. A lot of people, I think, on your podcast um, say they believe in God and say that they follow God. So we can't double step. We can't say we believe in God and follow him and we're his child, but then we also eat dinner with Satan. Like it doesn't work. He said, you can drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. So we have to choose who we are going to participate with, serve, follow, be with. Um, and that's the short and skinny of it. So I want to start with two scriptures so we can set our frame of mind of what God has to say about darkness, about evil, about what our role should be with that. And then we're going to look into Halloween. What is it? Is it a godly holiday? Is it demonic? Is it, what is it? So we're going to start off looking at Ephesians chapter five. I am going to read verses eight through 11 in the new living translation. And this says, at one time you lived in darkness. And let me pause. Who Paul is talking to is a church that has been born again. They have repented. They've been baptized in Jesus' name. They've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at what he's saying to this specific group of people who say, I am a child of God. So it says, at one time you lived in darkness. Now you are living in the light that comes from the Lord. Live as children who have the light of the Lord in them. This light gives us truth. It makes us right with God and makes us good. Verse 10 says, learn how to please the Lord. Here's the kicker. Verse 11, 
have nothing to do with bad. Other translations say evil things done in darkness. Instead, show that these things are wrong. So before we go any further, that is what this podcast is going to be about. It's showing the things that are wrong, that it's exposing the things of Satan, of darkness. Because another translation of verse 11 says, instead, expose those things, those things that are evil. So I just kind of want to do some terminology breakdown, because sometimes when you talk to people, they don't understand terms and phrases. So verse 11 says, have nothing to do with bad things or evil things. So what God is inspiring Paul to say is to tell us not to take part in darkness in the sense of do not have anything to do with darkness, which comes from Satan's kingdom. Do not get involved in darkness. Do not play a part or role in darkness. Do not join in on darkness and do not take interest or participate in darkness. So what we're going to learn tonight is that Halloween is a very satanic, a very demonic holiday. And God clearly tells us have nothing to do with evil. So if I'm interested in participating in Halloween and getting candy and passing it out, and I'm just saying, oh, well, Halloween's just about candy. You are taking an interest in, you are playing a role, a part in, you are joining in with, you are getting involved and you are having something to do with evil. And according to God, he is not in agreement with this. So I don't care how anybody tries to spend this. This is not even a holiday that you can kind of play it off as if it's kind of godly. Even the world, when they celebrate Halloween and put the decorations up, you see demons, you see uh, skeletons, meaning death, you see Satan, you see all these different things. So it's just not, it's just abundantly clear that this is demonic. So Mm -hmm. a second scripture I want to read before we really start to get into breaking down what Halloween is, is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I am going to read verses 14 through 17 in the English Standard Version. And again, these are um, revelations that God is inspiring Paul to share with the body of Christ. He says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Well, who are unbelievers? Those who have not been born again of God. Those who do not serve God. Those who are in the realm of still being Satan's children. So it says, for what participation has righteousness with lawlessness or those who are in sin and iniquity or what fellowship has light with darkness what agreement has christ with belial which is the devil okay we're going to look at how halloween is demonic or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever what agreement has the temple of god with idols We're going to learn tonight that idols and false gods are nothing more than demons. So what that is saying is what agreement has the temple of God with demons? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Here's what it says in verse 17. Therefore, since you are my child, you should be in righteousness and light and come away from darkness, evil, Satan, and demons. He says, therefore, go out from their midst. Be and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. 
So for God to welcome us, he's saying to be separate. <laughs> to be... <laughs> To be separate, that's okay. To be separate from darkness, to be separate from Satan, to be separate from demons and to have nothing to do with them. So if that's not clear to anybody listening, I can't make that any clearer. You just really want to do wrong. So let me pause there before we really start to break Halloween down. There's no real gray area in that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It really isn't. Okay. So let's talk about Halloween. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Is it okay? Is it like harmless fun? Well, let's talk about it. So the Celtics lived 2000, about 2000 more, a little bit more than 2000 years ago, because we are in 2022 um, years ago. And they were in the areas known as Ireland, the United Kingdoms, and Northern France. So what we're really looking at is something that the Irish people participated in. So the Celtics believe that at the end of each year, for them, their end of year was October 31st, and their new year was November 1st. So what the Celtics believe was that at the end of the year, October 31st, there was a blurring of worlds between the dead and the living, okay? So we're already getting off to a demonic start. So these Druids believe that on the night of October 31st, Samhain, which is a like a type of time frame and they turned it into a festival, Samhain. And Samhain actually means, if you interpret that, it is known as Lord of Darkness. Now that clearly got nothing to do with God. <laughs> or Lord of the Dead. Again, total opposite of God. Mm-hmm. God is God of light and he is the living God. So mm-hmm. Samhain means Lord of darkness or Lord of the dead. And they call, they believe, the Druids believe that Samhain, which is the Lord of darkness or the Lord of dead, that Samhain calls together wicked spirits that were condemned to live in bodies of animals to come and damage their crops. Mm-hmm. So these are things that the Druids are believing. And so basically like, we need to appease Samhain so he doesn't cause these wicked spirits inside these cats to come and destroy our crop. So note that what they believe was that the souls of men uh, would go either to heaven or, um, so let me just state this. They believe that when people did evil, that was their belief system, that they got reincarnated into an animal. And for the most part, for whatever reason, they thought they were in cats and other animals. But the truth of the matter is when we die, our soul does not even stay dwelling on the earth. You're either going instantaneously to heaven or to hell. You cannot stay and you cannot roam on the earth. And there's scripture abundantly to prove that. Maybe one time I can come on and talk about what happens when you die and we can go through all those scriptures. But there really is no such thing as ghosts. Really what they are are evil or demonic spirits that are roaming this earth. And those are nothing more than disembodied spirits. And that's why, as we talked about before with deliverance, they like to get inside of human beings if they can and dwell in them and mess their lives up and use those people to mess other people up. But if they can't get in bodies, yes, these demonic spirits will totally enter animals. So um, going further- Uh, Let me just interrupt for a second, Miko. Um, I think on the last broadcast, we talked about those disembodied spirits being the Nephilim that uh, during the flood were wiped out and those spirits were left on the earth. 
the angels that fell were, were chained in uh, gloomy darkness. It, it says, I think, in, was that Second Peter? Um, yeah, and the and, to, and basically Tartarus, the Tartar, the low yeah. pit in hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those disembodied spirits, to act out upon their lustful ways, upon their sinful ways, they need a body to yep. be a host. So they they come in a body and they can act out their sin, whatever their vice is, yep. uh, and then they can they can please themselves, gratify themselves through that body. Is that your understanding of it too? Yeah, that is. And then also understand that Satan's kingdom is also is systematic, just like God's kingdom is systematic. God is all about winning souls for Christ to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Well, the job of demons and principalities, demonic principalities and powers and all that, they have jobs and quotas too. They need to be recruiting as many souls to hell as possible. So not only do they get to act out whatever desires they have, they also get to destroy people and meet their quotas of, I got to make sure I'm destroying people on the earth. Because if you talk to people who are reformed witches and warlocks and stuff like that, they had jobs. Their job was to get as many souls and destroy them. Basically, they had a quota to meet. And if they weren't meeting that quota, Satan cracked that whip on them mm -hmm. and they had to get busy because then their family started to be threatened. Their life started to be threatened. So this is really about ruining lives. So there's all different ways to try to trick people into thinking that what they're doing is good, but really what it's doing when you participate in stuff like this, as we're going to go further to see what the Celtics were doing, all they were really doing was coming into agreement and to covenant with these mm -hmm. demonic spirits and forces. And it was really making them more entrapped with darkness than being free from darkness. And so when we get involved in their practice and rituals, which has now become a holiday in America, mm -hmm. you are actually doing the exact same thing. You are setting covenants with the kingdom of darkness and you are opening doors and portals to your life that demons and the enemy will walk through to now start to work to destroy you and your family. And that is very important. We have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, it was like two years ago, man, but it was... I was very upset because it was like I was already, you know, usually I, around Halloween, I started making my, I was making, I don't do them anymore because it's just like people going to do what they want to do. But I make my rants about Halloween every year about how I shouldn't be celebrated. And um, I did. And then right after Halloween, all up and down my my timeline, people were just posting family members' death. This was pre-COVID, though. This was, this was um, pre-COVID. And it was just like, all up and down the time, like people just dying, dying, dying. I said, you know, nobody related. And I'm just seeing all these. I said, this can't be a coincidence. Just like a week or two after, and all, all these people talk about family members that died. And I was like, this is what happens, man, when you go and you come into agreement. Like, they're going to come to collect. You oh, open these doors, they're coming to collect, man. And it's like you celebrating things and in, in ignorance and taking part. And I'm like... You dressing your kids up as monsters. I'm like, um, those are just basically demons. That's all. We're dressing our kids up. You know, we we sit around. I remember horror movies used to be my favorite genre. And and I look forward to Halloween because it was like it's horror movies 24-7. I'm like, we expo it's the, a month where we are are excited about being exposed to evil. Exactly. I had a Facebook friend, man, is it's somebody who I'd like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I try to feed the lead to the Lord, but it's completely the opposite way. And they, they just dressing up in all this demonic stuff. Oh, I, I, 
I can't wait. And I'm just like, why is it that it's so much fun to dress up as monster? Do you see people running around doing, I'm like, can't y'all see you being programmed? How often do you see people run around dressing up as angels? People like, <laughs> like pretend to be things from heaven. And I'm an angel. I'm this. Nobody does that. If but they do, so, they're mocking it. Yes. Or, you know, the sexy angel, they're half naked with the, with an angel. You know, it's like, nobody does that. But every, all this stuff about demons, it's like, why do you think, it's like, do you not think that God's going to have a problem when it's easier for you to identify with demons than, than things of heaven? It's yeah. easier for you to associate yourself with things of hell rather than things of heaven. You don't see that there's a problem here, but it's like, despite um, despite the proof, despite the evidence, it just seems like people want to come up with an excuse to do it. I'm like, the whole day revolves around the reason it's so big with children is because children, child sacrifices was such a big thing about Halloween. It was about, it started with hard, you know, uh, so with, uh, uh, with other cultures celebrating their harvest. It wasn't just about the, the Celtics. It was, it was other cultures. They, a harvest. What did they do in order to thank their gods for the harvest they reap? They would sacrifice. It's all these things associated with this day, just one day that just, just other cultures just came in agreement. It's like, so you know, some kind of spirit right. was informing them of this for right. all these ones to go and, um, and just be able to tie this one, this yeah. one day together. To adapt it and do the same thing. Yeah. 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 So going a little further, deeper, um, since the Celtics, again, were afraid that Samhain was going to cause these demonic spirits or these evil spirits to come that they thought were in animals to come destroy their crops, and they were afraid of these evil spirits. Again, we're going to see in just a moment, these evil spirits are just really demons. Um, so they chose October 31st as a day to sacrifice to their gods. Again, we're going to see false gods mm. or demons. So basically, they're scattered demons to delay what's really going on, the reality, they, they're scared of demons. And so to appease the demons, they start sacrificing to the demons. So this festival was known as the Festival of Samhain. And rem again, remember, Samhain is Lord of Darkness, Lord of the Dead. So they created a festival day on October 31st. They hoped that these false gods, which again are nothing more than demons, would protect them. They really believe that on this day, again, they were surrounded by not only strange spirits or ghosts, but also witches, fairies, elves. And they just thought like all these things existed that were going to come out. So they also falsely believe for some reason that cats were holy animals. Um, because again, they thought that cats were people who were reincarnated um, for punishment of evil things that they did while they were on the earth. So we can see they have all of these wrong belief systems of what's really going on. But again, they didn't worship the true God. So how would you know the reality? You, were you almost, getting right it's almost like they were pulling from ancient Egypt. A I lot mean, of this a lot. reincarnation type yeah. things and thought like that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it spreads. Animal spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All this false doctrine spreads mm -hmm. from continent to continent and yeah, Satan's good at getting people to believe similar things. And it may just have a twist to it or something like that, but absolutely. Yeah, they add their own little cultural flavor to it and then yep. you know, make it their own. But it's interesting that they were, they thought that they could summon these other spiritual forces and fight them when it's it's the same camp. <laughs> it's not like you're just, 
Exactly. It's the same. Yeah. So on this day during this festival, what they would do is they would build bonfires um, upon which crops and animals were sacrificed. So they're actually doing sacrifices to <laughs> the false gods, again, in order to appease these evil spirits from harming them. So what I do want us to all know, and I'll just quote it because I didn't give you these script scriptures, but please know that God informs us not to worship, serve, or do anything with other gods, because this is really going, if you want to make God upset, this is really going to upset him. So he says in Exodus chapter 20 and three, that you should serve no other gods before him. And then in Jeremiah 25 and six, what he told the Israelites is do not go after other gods to serve them and worship them and do not provoke me to anger with the works of your hands. Um, and I won't harm you. So what God is saying is you provoke me when you do these sacrifices to these false gods, which are nothing more than demons, and you're trying to work with them so that you can be safe instead of the, instead of coming to me. And that's exactly what was going on with this festival, um, which we're going to see how all these things now relate to our modern day Halloween. So we are not to get involved. So what I want to do really quickly is go through a few scriptures so you can see God reveals that really false gods or idols are nothing more than demons. When you make these sacrifices, which we see these different cultures are doing, what they're doing is sacrificing to demons, which we are to have nothing to do with, no participation. So I'm going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 32, and I'm going to read verses 16 through 17 in the, e in the English Standard Version. So this says, they stirred him, being God, to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations, they provoked him, being God, to anger. Then 17 says, they sacrificed, these strange gods, they sacrificed to demons. That's what the strange gods were. They sacrificed to demons that were no gods, to gods they had never known. So God is saying, these demons are not really gods. They're demons that are disguising. They're lying to you, telling you we are gods. And if you make these sacrifices, which is going to cause you to come into covenant, because what we'll understand is that when you study scripture, wherever an altar is, whether it's an altar of good or altar of bad, there's a spirit behind it. You would all the time see God have Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and all these people make altars and he would show up to them, commune with them, make covenants with them. Well, when you make these sacrifices, there's an altar that is being set up. And behind those demonic altars are demonic spirits that you are coming in allegiance with, in covenant with, tying yourself to, opening doors. And so when we do these things, we are opening up doors and we really have to understand that. So a second scripture showing that these false gods and that these gods that uh, pagans sacrificed to were demons... I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 20 in the English Standard Version. This says, no, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons, talking about Celtics and anyone else, and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. This is very clear. <laughs> we are not period. to be participating. <laughs> I mean... It doesn't get any clearer, people. You would have to pay someone to help you misunderstand what God is trying to communicate to his children. We should not be participating in any demonic holidays, namely Halloween. Um, 
and you know, just for overkill, I'm gonna go through a few more scriptures. Leviticus chapter 17 and 7. I'm gonna read that in the English Standard Version. This says, So they shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to goat demons after whom they whore. This shall be a statue forever for them throughout their generations. When we participate with demons and sacrifice and uh, participate in these holidays, which is what you're doing, sacrificing yourself spiritually, uh, God looks at that as whoredom. You're cheating on him. He is supposed to be our only husband. We shouldn't be running around with these demons. And Psalms 106, I'm going to read verses 37 through 38 in the um, English Standard Version. This says, they sacrifice their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood. They poured of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan and the land was polluted with blood. So I wanna get back to something you two were saying, um, Rob and Gino earlier, um, but the point here is that, yes, back then there were physical sacrifices of them throwing their children in the fire to Molech or other things. But we sacrifice our children when we cause them to participate in Halloween, dress them up and do all these demonic things. And as you said, Gina, a lot of kids come up missing and teenagers mm -hmm. that are homeless up missing during this Halloween time period because true witches and warlocks are worshiping their God, Satan, and they're making these blood sacrifices with actual human people. So it's it's very, very serious. So I um, want to um, comment on a couple of things that you mentioned. Yeah. Okay, so the goat god, if you think about it, I mean, isn't that the modern day Baphomet? Baphomet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all in scripture. Isn't it we funny can... how just the it always like recycles itself? It just there's nothing new under the sun. It just keeps coming back, and it's exactly. the same symbolism, the same garbage. I mean, you know, we can go into Illuminati and all that stuff, and you see the same symbols that were in ancient Egypt and even be prior to ancient Egypt. It's just it's, exactly it's the cycle that continues, this evil cycle. Um, it really. Is. The other thing was you said that uh, was it in Leviticus when it said that they were whoring around on God, basically. So yeah. remember, Jesus told the Jews, he says, "You're an adulterous generation." They had they had gone astray from from the yes. one true God. So yes. anytime, and that's, that goes for all of us, not just the Jews, but I mean, Jesus was specifically talking to them in the New Testament. But in our case, you know, before I was saved, I was, I, I hadn't strayed from God because I never knew him. I was, I was, a, I was a runaway or, you know, maybe not even a runaway. What's a good word? Maybe an orphan. Uh, I was an illegitimate child. Maybe that's the best way to say it because I never knew him, even though I would have said I knew him. I went to Catholic church and i you know did all the the classes and all that stuff but it was all religion so i was i was a, a just a child you know kind of lost wandering around and then he saves me and now i'm part of the family but it now if i reject him if i go wayward and i start doing things that he tells me not to do i become an adulterer exactly because, because we are the church is is the is the bride he's the bridegroom Yep. So if we go astray, we're cheating on our husband, we so are. to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. And no one wants to be cheated on by their spouse no. or their loved one. We all know how that feels. So just imagine how God feels. Satan is our enemy because that's our father's enemy. How dare we go 
and celebrate a holiday with the enemy and say, oh God, you should be cool with this. It's just for, you know, to, for kicks and giggles and tickles mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's nothing serious. And he's just like, are you kidding me? Do you not <laughs> see the spiritual ramifications? And that's just it. We think nothing is real because we can't see the spirit world and we can't see everything that's going on, but we are causing major activity demonically to come our way when we participate in darkness and evil, which again, God said to come out, be separate. Separate means to not participate. If I'm saying I'm going to pass out candy on this day, I'm going to go collect candy on this day. I'm going to do trunk or treat as a church on this day. You are participating with Satan. You are not separate. You are having something to do with mm -hmm. evil. So I don't care what we want to, you know, spin this. Instead of Halloween, we're going to call it harvest day at the church or mm -hmm. trunk or treat. No, what God says is you are rejecting me and therefore I'm going to reject you. This is going to be real clear when everybody stands before God. So what he wants to do is make sure everyone understands when he says to be separate, to have nothing to do with, God literally means what he says because he says what he literally means. There's no figurativeness about this. There's no symbolicness about this. It means to stop participating with evil, with darkness. Don't do it. And I'm going to be real clear on that. Well, and the thing is, you have firsthand experience with this stuff. So you oh, see absolutely. the damage it does when it gets in people's absolutely. lives. Absolutely. I mean, the people that are, are tortured mentally, physically, by Satan, because they have opened doors and participated in things that they should not... I mean, y'all, to be delivered, Satan does not let go easy. So if you do open these doors and the enemy gets in and then you want to be free, you can't be a wimp to get free. It is going to be a fight. And if you're too weak to fight to get free, then you're going to be overtaken by the enemy. And then when you're overtaken, their last role is to make sure you die in sin so that they can collect your soul and drag you straight to hell. So, I mean, like my friends say, play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. <sighs> You don't want to play with this. So I, I think people think that they're just, you know, well, because they don't see it. They they might they might um, they might be aware that it actually exists, the unseen realm. But but because they can't see it, they're like, well, I can't. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just dabbling with a Ouija board or, you know, I'm just talking to ghosts or, you know, just, you know, aliens. I have a I have this guy, Joe Jordan, coming on Sunday. He's a returning guest also. And he's written books about how he discovered that aliens were actually demons he was a non-believer back in the late 90s and became involved with mufon and all this ufo stuff and and he ends up becoming a christian through the process because he realizes the thing that's stopping these supposed abductions is the name of jesus mm -hmm. and he's like why is that name so important why does that keep coming up you know he doesn't <laughs> And, uh, and so he becomes a Christian and now he's, his ministry is, you know, helping all these people out of abductions and things and it stops it immediately and they don't return. And so he's coming back on this Sunday and I, I would, I was thinking, oh, this would be so cool if I had them together. <laughs> like if you guys, <laughs> it would be such a great conversation. We might have to do that at some point, but he's, he's pretty nationally known. I mean, he's, he's been around a long time. He's got a uh, website and YouTube channel and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's very interesting just to listen to the stories and the testimonies he has. And it's a very, it's the same thing. It's the same enemy yeah. wearing another disguise. And exactly. It's, and it's funny that Halloween is costumes to hide the real person. Like it's a charade, you know? So yeah. It, yeah. And it, that's what demons do. They, they're never going to out themselves. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, they want to get close to you. They're always masquerading. Always. Yeah. always. So you, you go 
And, you know, a lot of people is like, well, we celebrate Christmas. And um, one of the things about Christmas, God dog it. <laughs> did you fall down? <laughs> no, my camera did, man. Uh, okay. Just edit that part out. We're live, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, one thing about Christmas is, on that day, they used to do a bunch of deplorable things. They used to do all kind of sexual things and sacrifices. All these other people had these things that they 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 um that they celebrated on that day. And the church was like, once they were a lot of the the early believers when they converted them, when that you know people who became the Christianity, even after they were converted, when that day came around, they still looked forward to celebrating this day. And they said, no, we can't. They had uh, believers of different backgrounds. They said, no, you can't celebrate. You can't do this anymore. They gave them something good. They said, we're not, you can't do this anymore. You cannot do this type of worship. You cannot do this type of sacrifice. You cannot conduct yourself anymore. What we're going to do is this day, we're going to celebrate Christ. Because it was uh, people from different backgrounds that that day, that um, the 25th was special to. So they said, we're going to celebrate the day of Christ. And everybody jumped on board. They attempted to do the same thing with Halloween, which is supposed to be All Saints Eve. Right. Or exactly. All Saints. Who do you hear talk about All Saints Day? Nobody. Nobody celebrates. I gotta say the Catholic Church. The, <laughs> the Catholic, Catholic Church, Church. The Catholic Church does. But how? I've never seen anybody out doing anything saying All Saints. I don't see any shows. There's no cartoons about it. There's nothing. You hear it in the Catholic Church. But people are like, they refuse to let go of that day of Halloween and its traditions and all the things. And it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? You can't see. It's like, you don't see the Christmas all over. I, I look at people in, in, in other countries and they go, when Christmas come around, it is no paganism. They are openly about, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't even think like like African countries. And they go, yeah, they, they say, when Christmas comes, we go all out. You know, about the birth of Christ. Everybody knows what it means the world over. Whether they're Christian or not, they still partake in it because of that day. Halloween, though, is the exact opposite of it. And it's like, in uh, you know, here it's really big, but it's not big all the world over. A, a lot of countries don't even deal with, in, um, with Halloween. So yeah. when you go and you look at it, and it's like, it's a choice. It is a yeah. choice of people willing, you know, wantingly and willingly holding yep. on to things that are evil. I'm like, exactly. it's evil. Vampires are evil. You dress up as a vampire. If a vampire showed up at your door, you'd pee your pants. If a witch came, but you dress up as it, all these things that you're exactly. pretending to be, if they actually showed up, you Thank would you. be terrified. Thank you. But you're like, Thank you. okay, here it is. This is, we're going to do it, man. I made the mistake. I actually looked up that... Um, the the god who uh um what was you just say his name was um what uh the, the, the name you just said of the celtic god because it was i looked oh, it up sawin sawin because it came up that it was interpreted from sam hain they was like well mm -hmm. sam hain it took sawin and then it said another one his, his name was crom crock something like that and i looked up images of it and if you want to see what you're <laughs> celebrating because these images came up was, it is nothing pretty. It's, it's not. like it's a monster. You yeah. know, these people sacrifice to a monster. Yeah. They have the images on there 
mm-hmm. of what he was supposed to look like. Yeah. It's like a like a, a snake with some weird uh, parasitic head. It's like, this is what you're celebrating. People's like, well, I don't celebrate that. I'm like, do you dress up? You know, you pretend to be a monster. Do you sit around and watch evil things? I mean, I can't even tell. I remember um, where, oh, what was this movie? The, the, it was a big horror movie. They just made one after another. Um, they're fairly recent. I forgot what the Scream name was. Scream or whatever. Insidious. It was. Insidious. Hmm. Was it Insidious? It could have been Insidious. So this boy was like, he was on there. He said he had to repent from watching it. He said he went, his parent, he's a Christian. He knew he wasn't supposed to, but the, you know, everybody was going on about it. And so he went and saw it. He said he woke up and it was like a, um, a handprint on his leg mm-hmm. when he woke up. And he said he saw a dark figure standing in his room. Mm-hmm. When he ran out the room to show his parents what was on his leg, they got mad at him, said, you got a tattoo behind our back? He He's telling them, this isn't a tattoo. I woke up with this. He said they would not believe him. Mm-hmm. He said he had to go repent, and he had to pray to God, for, and it disappeared. But his parents were absolutely sure it was a tattoo that he had put on himself. And he's like, he didn't. Like, people don't believe that this, if people don't believe that demonic spirits come to this, Remember what happened to the cast of poker guys, you know, yeah. oh, of yeah. how many that died. Oh, they yeah. called a priest exactly. in to bless the set because so many were mysteriously dying from yeah. that movie. It's like, it's, it's out there and open. And like I said, I was a lover of horror movies. But the thing was, when I watched horror movies, when something would, when I heard noises sound like something's moving in the dark, I was paralyzed with fear. And now I'm not. The thing that goes bump in the night doesn't scare me anymore because I know who I serve and I know who's greater in me. But what happens when you watch that stuff, it puts fear in you. And you and if you keep feeding fear, it will have power over you. There yeah. is no way that you can feed fear and not give it power over you. Whatever you feed, you give power over you. So I'm like, no. Like I'll sit, my wife is like, you know, when something we'll be watching something, and I'm like, some stuff, like I'll say, I'll put a zombie movie on, they don't scare me. But like, if I start feeling something that creepy feeling, I don't. Even if it's something mild, if I feel that, I say, "Gotta turn it off," because I know it's fear trying to get in me. And I'm like, if you sitting here and you jumping, that's why I don't, I don't go on roller coasters, anything, anything that terrorizes me, I am not. Some people can get on roller coasters and not be afraid. I am not that fortunate. I, you know, I'm like, I get nauseous and sick. I'm like, anything. I'm like, you have to protect yourself from fear, because it's like, what'll end up? Because you'll end up triggering responses in you. It's like, you should not be afraid when a demon shows up, You, especially when you know who you serve. You should know that you have authority over it and, it and not over you. But what'll happen? You'll get paralyzed with fear. You'll be terrified. I had um, my, my wife, let me be quiet, like my wife's auntie, because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, she she was like, she, she was like, you tell everything. But her, she moved into this house and they was like, stuff start moving. And 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 all this crazy stuff started happening. They they she said they got out of that house quick, fast, and hurry. It was like you don't run from it. It's supposed to run from you. You tell her to get out your house. But they're not really believers. Yeah. So yeah. you go, and I'm like, and that's what happens when this stuff happens. You're terrified of it, and that's the power you have given it over you. And yeah. people thinking like it's natural. It's in God's kingdom. It is not natural for you to be afraid of Satan. It is not in the world. You're supposed to be afraid of Satan. 
But believers are not supposed to be af afraid of Satan or his minions. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. There is a thing of, um, I'm not going to say that if a demon in all his terror shows up, I'm not going to be like, you know, like, uh, uh like, I'm not going to, it's, I'm not, I'm, I'll be dismayed if I see it because it's something I haven't seen before, but I'm not going to be paralyzed with fear. I'm going to tell it, it's got to get out. I'm not running from nothing because it's like, I'm supposed, if I really believe what I'm saying, if I really believe what the word says, then I should know that who I serve is there with me and going to protect me from that. But it's like, you keep yeah. feeding yourself that stuff. I remember I used to be, man, when I, I, in my old apartment, it used to like, I was always hearing stuff. I had a small room and I'd be facing the wall and it would sound like somebody was walking around my room and I would be paralyzed. And I'd be like, I got to turn around and look who it is. And I wouldn't. And I would lay there for hours terrified because it was just like like something was walking closer to me and I just would not look at it. But this was before I knew who Jesus was. And it was finally until I summoned the courage to turn around and look that it would stop. And I would have to keep watch to make sure or cut my light on and sleep with that on to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, it didn't happen again. But I don't have any more. Like, no, something, I feel like something, no, you got to get out of my house. You got to go. You know, like you can't stay here, and that's how we're supposed to be. But we cannot, we cannot drink the cup of God mm -hmm. and from the cup of devils and yeah. thinking that it's gonna work to say, you know, gonna work out for us. Yeah, exactly. And when you watch stuff and do stuff like that, it's you. You're the problem of why the thing is in your house crawling around and creeping around. Because mm -hmm. before you put that right demonic movie on, there was nothing creeping and crawling. Now you put it on. I know um, a roommate of mine. She. And this is a while ago, like years ago, she knew someone who they were friends and they were watching the movie Carrie together. And, you know, at the end of the movie, when the hand comes up and reaches the friend that was watching it, they were watching it together. One of the girls started choking as the hand came up oh, really? like, to the screen because the demonic spirit reached oh, wow. out and started choking her. I don't and remember friend, that part of the movie. We'll, yeah. Was this the remake? No, this the... is the original at the very a end. A hand come up? Yeah, hand comes up, yep, and reaches out. Uh, so um, she said that the friend, the other friend, realized what was going on because she was a Christian and she started, you know, rebuking and binding and praying, and it let her go. <laughs> but that's the seriousness of things are actually coming through. You're opening mm -hmm. a portal when you put that movie on. I had another friend who, um, or a student that I had when I was doing Bible classes down at Wayne State would keep like watch a lot of horror movies and keep them under his bed. And there was just a lot of demonic activity in his dorm room. And then one night the Lord was like, you need to get rid of all those movies and X, Y, Z. And the person did. And they went through the, the dorm room, you know, anointed it, cast things out completely fine. Of course you get comfortable as things get fine. So they went back to bringing more horror movies in and guess what? The activity started right back up mm -hmm. because you're opening doors and portals. It's evil, it's darkness, it's demonic. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, this is a little off topic, but when Robert mentioned that handprint being on, the, on that kid's leg, um, is this something, I, I've always wondered this. So can they physically touch us from the outside or is it Absolutely. Usually, okay, so it's not just from within. No, okay. they. that's the, Oppression is from the outside and harassment. They will, from the outside, if they're not in you, yeah, people have gotten slapped, kicked. Mm -hmm. um, my sister was in her room one night, something like 
uh, I think she said slapped her leg or something. And she, like you said, she was too scared to open her eyes to see what it was because she knew it wasn't her parents there. Um, other people have woken up with scratches on them and bruises on them, um, feeling very exhausted as if they'd been fighting. And while they were asleep, they was getting their butt whooped by them mm -hmm. demons. So yeah. yeah, they can definitely touch you and and hurt I've had you. my butt whooped. Yes, I've woken and I knew it. It was when I was being lazy one day and I was playing video games and I saw it. It was like this, and the light, the lamp was in my room through the door and. My room isn't that big, and I saw something walk past the lamp. And I'm a, just me in the house. It was like something walked past, and I looked. And I said, man, God, dog, if something is in my room, you know. I, was, I, I dealt with depression a lot then. You know, this was when I first got saved. I was like, I need to get that thing out of there. I was like, man, I don't even feel like dealing with it. And I did it, and I played video games till I was, till I was sleepy. And I said, I'll deal with it later. And I went to sleep, and it whooped me all night long i begged it i was literally like please stop and leave me alone because it felt like i was being punched while i was trying to sleep and it was like man no yes you can get your butt kicked it was like like and and the when especially when you know better and you partake in stuff man satan don't try to hide he does not try to hide when you go and dipping and stuff so it's like it's worse for believing i've seen worse happen to believers like yeah. people have lost their minds you know, one brother came back. He had, he was he went in La La Land. He came back though by being dedicated to the Lord. But I've seen people like lose it. You know, so yeah, it, it is definitely some outward stuff that can happen. Yeah. Um, Miko, remind me to tell you at the end of the show. I want to bring something up because I want to get your opinion. And I had an experience okay. a couple weeks ago, and I want to tell you about it. So okay, absolutely. All so right, that, so go I'll ahead. Yep. Oh, no, so I'm just going to pick up real quick. I'm going to do one more and then I'm going to skip the second Chronicles. We'll go to Revelation 9 and 20 because I just want to show New Testament that this devil worship is real. And this is talking about during the tribulation period that's coming um, when God starts to judge that even during that time, there's going to be people worshiping demons as we're doing now and right. in the past. So in Revelation 9 and 20, it says in the New King James, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues that God spewed forth in judgment, they did not repent of their works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. So I wanted you to see, even in the future, which is even happening now and in the past, there's always been devil worship and people worshiping demons and sacrificing the demons and doing all this stuff, which we should not do. So... Robert had mentioned the costume. So let's get to that with this Halloween, um, you know, holiday that people celebrate. So going back to the Celtics, because it's originated with them, but of course it spread it to other cultures. Um, the demonic disguises called costumes were also donned, as well as the bonfires were lit. And it was done to repel or to scare away and confuse the evil spirits. <laughs> so they thought that if they put these costumes on, it will confuse the evil spirits. And they'll just be like, I don't know. Oh, I guess the people aren't here. I don't know what they we'll, thought. We'll go to the next camp later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they thought it would either scare them or confuse them. So most of the costumes back then were made of animal heads and skins. And attempts were made at fortune telling, which we're going to see in just a moment, God says don't do these things. So they also participated in fortune telling to try to predict whether the villages would survive the winter, 
So let's look at a couple of scriptures or just one pa uh, one scripture passage where God tells us not to do these things. So I'm going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 18 and read verses 9 through 14 in the English Standard Version. And the reason why I speak scripture is because it doesn't matter what any human being has to say. What matters is what God has to say. So that's why when I come on here, I am constantly bringing you what God said. So either you're going to obey him or you're not. And at the end of your life, you're either going to live with him or you're not. People who do not obey God do not live with him for eternity. So in Deuteronomy 18 verses 9 through 14 in the English Standard Version, it says, and this is God talking to his children. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, which was that land of Canaan, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. Let me pause. Everything I'm getting ready to read, God considers abominations. Abominations are things that God loathes. They're disgusting to him. They're foul to him. To have something be an abomination is worse than God hating it. There are things that God hates, but then there are things that are elevated to the level of being abominable. All of these things that we're getting ready to see are abominations. So verse 10 says, in Deuteronomy 18 verses uh, 9 through 14, I'm verse 10, it says, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering. To who? Demons. Don't offer up your children. Nor shall there be anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes, or interprets omens, or are um, or um, a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer. This is someone who claims to talk to the dead, but in actuality, you can't. You're talking to demons. So God says that we are not to do these things. Verse 12, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, your God is driving them out before you. The reason why God gave Israel the land of Canaan and drove those seven nations out was because they did all these disgusting things and he dispossessed them of the land. So 13 says, you shall be blameless before the Lord, your God, for these nations, which you are about to dispossess, listen to fortune tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. We are not allowed to participate in these things. We are not allowed to participate in demonic holidays such as Halloween, because again, he told us to come out and be separate from among them. Do not participate in anything evil, have nothing to do with it. And he said he has not allowed us to do these abominable things. So for anyone confusing, well, can Christians celebrate Halloween? And we're not even done yet. I still have more to share about this <laughs> holiday. Um, the answer is no, resoundingly, it's no. So I'll no, pause. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, because Raven made a good point, and um, I find it hard to to um, disagree with her on this one. She said, but I want free candy. <laughs> I can feel her on that, because I hate the day, but when my wife brings the kids in with candy, <laughs> I cannot help but partake in it. And I feel that it's wrong to eat this. And I feel her, but it's like, at the same time, I know this is cursed candy. And that's the whole thing. The devil will offer you something that tastes good now, but in tomorrow, I have a stomach ache, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. You, it, it tastes good today, but you pay for it tomorrow. It's like, you know, it's not really, it's not really worth it. It's like, it's like with it's anything, that's you know? Why, that's why he's called the tempter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, look what Jesus... When he had Jesus in the wilderness, 
he he offered him, you know, pretty much the whole. Well, he offered him the world at the end, right? But but he knew he was hungry. He had been fasting. He offered him. He says, "Well, turn the stones into bread." You know, you can do that. You're the son of God. You can do anything. You know, or yeah. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you just yeah. kneel to me. I mean, think about that from a from a uh, perspective as a man, and someone's offering you that. And remember, G, I think we talked about this last week, Robert. Jesus was tempted in all facets of life, just like we are. Mm-hmm. He didn't skimp out and say, "Well, I'll I'll only be tempted in these areas." No, he took. Right. He was tempted by lust. He was tempted by gluttony. He was tempted by power and all the all the things. Hate. Hate, yep. The, all Unforgiveness, the Man, all hate's, of that. Hate's a good one. That's one most people probably wouldn't yeah. even think of. You wouldn't associate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but but think about the Pharisees were out to get them all day long. You would, If that was one of us, we'd be hating those people. We'd be yeah. like, oh, man, I can't stand these people. Get rid of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he was tempted in so many different ways. But he resisted. And he showed us how to resist. He fought it with the sword. He fought it with the word of God. And that's exactly what Miko is showing us right now. She's yeah. using God's word to show you. He disapproves yeah. of this and how yeah. we defeat it. Yeah. So, you know, and Rob... I will say, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and we also have to learn to get to this point because I understand the humanistic mindset. But here's another perspective God wants you to see, Raven, or anyone else out there. How much is your soul worth? The amount mm-hmm. of candy that you probably get from Halloween may be worth $10, $20. But how much is your soul? Mm -hmm. And your soul is who you are. It is your mind. It is your will and your emotions. When you lose your mind, Mm -hmm. was it worth it? When you lose that emotional stability and now you have anxiety and panic attacks and all these different things, was it worth it? Mm -hmm. When you no longer have the ability to make sound decisions because your mind is just full of disturbance, there's no peace, there's no joy. Was that five and twenty dollars worth of candy really worth it, or could you could have gone to the store yourself or had your parents go buy <laughs> that some is candy the funny. on a that's different a trick of the enemy? Yeah, that's a you, trick of the enemy. you gotta weigh it. Because... We're we're adults. I could get candy anytime I want. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't, exactly. but I don't. But I look. You look forward to Halloween for candy that you exactly. have to buy in the store every exactly. day and yeah. do not buy it. Yeah. But on this day, yeah, you gotta have it. It's all this candy that I could easily buy from the dollar store, I have to have it and I have to eat it. And you pass by. It's like me. Like people get excited for birthday cakes. We're adults. I can yeah. go buy a birthday cake and it's not my birthday. Yeah. I can go get it and eat it when I want to. Exactly. But we don't because the Satan will come in. Doesn't all that candy look good? Yeah. You got to walk through the streets with kids with kids, and watch them to go get candy that you could have spent five bucks on and gave it to them. And, and, you know, and, and, and not have to go through all that and partake in any ritual. You know, yeah. I was like, um, one of the things I wanted to mention is, uh, in that book, if y'all haven't read it, he came to set the captives free. Um, it's a story about, um, how a Christian nurse helped save, uh, a high priestess in a Satanist cult. She, and they told all of, about of how they recruit, you know, not the Satanists on TV, but they were talking about the ones that basically the deep state, the ones who control everything in Hollywood, the porn industry, but they talk about that. And they said those, you know, they try to make it seem like there are not a lot of kids who die from candy being poisoned and all that. They said, and it is, they consider that these are Satanists. They said they intentionally do it. And these uh-huh. kids that die are considered sacrifices to Satan. So this is they actively participate in 
trying to poison children, trying to put um, needles and things like that yep. to kill children yep. in order for and, and those to be considered sacrifices to Satan. And it's like, even if we say we don't do that, we don't pass out candy, we are enabling them to hide and to do what they do. If the more people that stop participating in it, the more that they would stand out. You know, but yeah. we go in and we group in with them. We like, yeah, it's not such a bad day. It's, it's okay. And they're able to hide amongst us and do all kind of evil in Satan's name. And we just like, okay, it's fun. You know, it was like, like I said, when I was a child, what was it? Paul said, he's like, when I was a child, I thought I was a child, you know, I did childish things. Like I'm grown now. It's like, I, I'm, I was a non-believer then. I did things, you know, I, I saw Halloween dip, uh, different then. Yeah. I used to look forward to the day. I, I loved when all the Halloween specials came on and, you know, and they ran. I loved it. But it's like, now I just like, it's deplorable. When you look into the history of it and what they yeah. did to children, it's yeah. like, how can I, what kind of justice am I doing to the bodies of children that were, were, were slain? What am I doing when I celebrate this day when that, which they died in the name of, you know, it's yeah. like, how can I go along with that? And I'm like, I just, I couldn't find a, a, a good reason to continue on with that. And I'm like, man, um, and I pray a lot more people begin to come out of that, man. Yeah. You know, speaking of uh, candy and the way to a man's heart is by his stomach, <laughs> usually, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the boy. devil knows that. And you know what's ironic? You go back to the book of Genesis and, and remember Jacob tricked Esau. I was about to stew. say that. Thank you. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like for for yeah. stew. Like now yep. look, I'm hey, I love me some stew. So I'm I may have been deceived just like Esau was. <laughs> but if we were to bring Esau back back and ask him, was it worth it? You giving up your birthright for some stew, he would be like, heck no, nah, because yeah. he he regretted it shortly after once Jacob tricked their father and mm -hmm. got the blessing. So, I mean, is your soul worth it? And then another thing I want to say about this whole going around getting candy from strangers, don't you find it very ironic that parents teach their children not to talk to strangers or take food or candy from them? <laughs> but on this one day a year, forget yeah. everything I taught you. Great point. And let's just go to all these strangers' houses yeah, yeah. from people we don't know and you know, let's eat uh... and consume it. I mean, just think about the... There's no logic. Yeah, There's yeah. no logic in that. That is the, Miko, that's the nail on the head right there. It's, it's the like, same. It's the same thing with Santa, the Easter Bunny, right? They tell you we tell their kids don't lie, but then you're lying to them that the Santa guy comes down your chin. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's just like Satan's laughing, like I got all of y'all practicing my ways, um, and y'all claim to be Christians. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Continuing on with this Halloween. So again, remember I mentioned that they made the bonfires, they dressed up. What they would also do is everyone would take like fire from the bonfire and get like a lantern or a stick and bring it back to light their fireplaces at home or their hearts because they felt like if they did that, that fire from the sacrifice would also protect them. Hmm. So that was way back then. Let's bring it a little bit forward to the 18th century, still a long time ago. In the 18th century, and that would be 731 A.D. between 741 A.D., this is when Pope Gregory III established November 1st as All Hallows Day or All Saints Day. And what he was trying to do was to stamp out this demonic holiday <laughs> festival or celebration by saying, hey, we're going to focus on saints on the 1st. But what ended up really happening was is the people that celebrated this Samhain, they said, okay, we'll we'll do your thing on the first, 
But we're going to turn October 31st into All Hallows Eve, which is eventually became Halloween. So Mi now... Nico, can I ask you something real quick? Sure. So <clears throat> when he said to worship, when we were talking about All Saints Day, was that to to praise dead saints or was he talking about the actual church that was living? So it's a combination. What they wanted to do was to honor all saints known and unknown and um, and a likely attempt to stamp this out. Now, we know when you look at the Catholic uh, religion that they recognize the dead saints like Peter. Like you have to be a certain class to even be considered a saint. Where biblically, God's like, no, when you're my child, you are a saint. Mm -hmm. And we know that they pray to saints. You're not supposed to pray to dead people. That's necromancy. Uh, what you're supposed to do is only pray to God. You can't even, you're not even supposed to be talking to Mary. So I would go to say, based on the practices that they currently have today, that they were using this to honor and even maybe talk to, which is even demonic too, mm -hmm. on that end, talking to dead saints. I mean, you can't stamp out a demonic holiday with a replacement demonic holiday, which is basically what was going on. But what mm. happened was you had November 1st as All Hallows Day, but then they turned the 31st into All Hallows Eve, which became Halloween. So going a little bit further, when the Puritans came to America, because remember, this was nowhere in America. Mm -hmm. This was all in the Eastern world. So you get the Puritans, they come over to America. They're like, thank God we got away from that Irish demonic heathen practice. But then what happened in the 19th century was that there was a potato famine in Ireland and 1 million Irish people came to America to seek refuge. But guess what? They brought all their folklores with them and they also brought Halloween. So what we need to understand is that Halloween didn't even become commonly practiced in America until the 20th century. It wasn't even here, people. So in 1901 through the 2000s, and we, we were in the 2000s, it just really started to grow and ramp up. And then you saw America is capitalistic. So then they found ways to promote this and now make money off it. Now you get all the really designer costumes and all the nice candy and different stuff. It just became something that this capitalistic world saw a way to make money off of. But again, when the Irish came to America and brought this, the demonic disguises became evil and creepy costumes still used to repel and scare away demons and evil spirits. And their bonfires turned from not being bonfires, but they became jack-o'-lanterns. And they still use those today to try to scare away evil spirits. So here's what they... This is what the story is about jack-o'-lanterns. So they apparently... Um, thought that with the jack-o'-lantern that it could be something used, again, to, to scare away damn souls. So they falsely believed that there was a man named Jack um, who was supposed to be unable to enter heaven due to his stinginess, but he was also unable to enter hell because he played jokes on the devil. We know none <laughs> of this is true. So as a result, they thought that he was condemned to wander over the earth uh, with his lantern until Judgment Day came, which is the end of the world. So the Irish were so afraid that they would receive an identical punishment that they began to hollow out pumpkins and place lighted candles inside to scare away evil spirits from their home. So that's how the, the jack-o'-lantern got introduced. And then with the trick-or-treating, this custom of trick-or-treating comes again from Ireland. Hundreds of years ago, Irish farmers went from house to house begging for food in the name of their ancient gods. 
again, ancient gods are false gods, which are nothing more than demons. So mm -hmm. they went from farm to farm, house to house, begging for food to be used for their village Halloween celebration and for these sacrifices. They would promise good luck to those who gave them food and made threats to those who refused to give them food. They simply told the people, you treat me or else I will trick you. So that is where that comes from. And then, of course, we've seen it just morph into other things. And then one other element, the Romans are other cultures we know got involved, but the Romans also got involved with this whole Halloween thing in AD 43. Um, and they had a festival known as the Festival of Feralia or Pomona. So Feralia celebrated the passing of the dead and Pomona, I'm sorry, Pomona celebrated the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. So again, goddess goddesses are demons. So it is believed that bobbing for apples came from that, from the Romans, because they incorporated their traditions and celebrations into this whole Halloween thing. So hopefully we can see from the history of this that Halloween is definitely the devil's holiday. It is rooted and service and offerings to demons and we definitely should not have any participation in this um i'll give you a quote um from anton levey who's the founder of the church of satan who has said i am glad that christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year welcome that. to halloween <laughs> so even satanists know you should not be participating in this and so I want to make a very valid point here, and I want to do this through scripture. So let me say it, and then we're going to look at the scripture. For me to say, hey, I don't worship Satan. I'm not getting participate. I'm not participating with demons, but I like to dress up in costumes, and I like to go get candy on Halloween. Now, there are 365 days a year. Why you got to get candy on this one day out of the year? Mm -hmm. that, that blows my mind. But let's just say that is your logic. And you say, I'm not participating with demons when I do these things. Well, what God inspired Paul to inform Christians is you can't come to church and eat the bread and the wine and say, well, I didn't participate in communion. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you take that bread... Mm -hmm. And as soon as you take that wine, God says, you have now participated in communion. Whether you think so or not, whether you claim to or not, you have. And the Bible talks about people have actually died and become sick because they take communion with a wrong heart. But then Paul goes on to say, to, to juxtapose that, that same mindset with when you participate at an altar, I don't care whose altar it is, you're participating with the spirits that run that altar. So whether it's Satan or whether it's God, when you participate, you are now a participant. So, and then he says, I don't want you to have participation with demons. I don't want you to be around that. So the reality is the same way when you take the bread and the wine, whether you claim to be participating in communion or not, someone can say, well, I just like bread. Or someone can say, well, I just like wine. That's why I did it. I'm, I don't, I'm not celebrating this Jesus dude. I'm not participating. God says, in my estimation and in the whole spirit realm, you just participated in communion. And it is the same thing with Halloween. So I want us to read this scripture. I don't know if you have it, but I'll read it. It's the first Corinthians chapter 10 and it's verses 16, 18. And then I'm going to read 20 through 21 in the English standard version. This is Paul talking by insp inspiration of God. He says the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not 
a participation in the blood of Christ. Talking about communion, the bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Jump into verse 18. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? Going to verses 20 through 21. No, I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. And so let's go back to Halloween. The same way when you partake of the blood and the wine, you have now participated at the altar of God, the sacrifices of God. Well, it's, it, that same principle spreads abroad to everything. When you participate in the demonic things, whether you claim to be making oaths and covenants with Satan or not, that is what you're literally doing in the spirit realm. The whole spirit realm recognizes this. It is only you that does not. And sadly to say, you're going to be the one that loses out because all the spirit world is going to come to play with you. And if it was on Satan's side, they're coming to play ball, mm -hmm. whether you want to or not. So I'll pause there. Well, we create like a soul tie when we do things like that. Um, yeah. It's it becomes a self self-serving sacrifice. You you're you're offering yourself sometimes unwillingly or unknowingly or in ignorance or whatever, but it's it doesn't matter. It's it's the same, you know, same thing if I'm driving down a road I haven't driven on before and a and a cop sitting over on the side and the speed limit's 35 and I'm doing 55 and he pulls me over and I say, "Oh, officer, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know what the speed limit was. I've never driven down this road." It doesn't matter to him. He's yeah. got to enforce the law and he's going to give me a ticket. Now he might exactly vary what he you know determines is right for me or wrong for me but i'm most likely i'm going to get a ticket and that's even though i was ignorant on the speed limit that doesn't take me away from what what the law is and it's the same thing with god like i think we we think we, it's 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 that hyper grace thing i think we take for granted his loving kindness and his merci merciful um, um self and his grace towards us but it's still sinful. It doesn't change that it's not sin. He took yeah. our sin upon himself. But when you do these things, you're you're whether willingly or unwillingly, you're becoming part of that, you know, ceremony, tradition, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. And I gotta say, wait, I gotta say, Gino, that's one of the few times I've heard you make sense, man. I just want to keep doing that. <laughs> Hey, I was, I was looking at you. You were like bewildered down there when she said juxtapose, and I was like, okay, I better. I made her text him the the meaning of juxtapose. So. Gina, you still don't know. You waiting on me to get you like text me the definition. Oh, she, <laughs> and what people falsely believe is that grace and mercy, and I'll explain the definitions of those in just a second, are coverings. They are not coverings. Grace, as you said, is God's loving kindness his goodwill, his favor towards us. It is something that he chose to express to, to us independent of what we did. That grace was a prerequisite for him to show us mercy. Mm -hmm. Mercy is him having compassion to pardon us from punishment or judgment. The punishment or judgment we should have had was eternal separation from God. His mercy said, I am going to extend to you a way to receive salvation. That's what the mercy does. Grace and mercy, the grace, his loving kindness, the mercy pardoning us from punishment is not a covering for us to disobey his word and do whatever we want to do. And when you mess up, 
is going to cover you. Grace is not the covering. Grace and mercy is an expression to extend the blood of Jesus to us, which covers us. Mm -hmm. And that blood only covers us if we're in his word. Right. So we got to understand that because people falsely understand that mercy is something that, oh, I can just do whatever I want and his grace and his mercy will come through and cover me. And it's not a covering. Mm -hmm. It won't. People about to be showing up with pitchfork and torches. It, what you say? <laughs> oh, great. Study the Bible. Study the Bible. We just did a, a lesson on this at Gather, and it was so eye-opening to see the things that people describe as God's mercy. When you see how God describes His mercy, total opposite. Yeah, you're gonna get some Calvin saying, "Take away your salvation." Don't go down don't that road. That's another show. <laughs> you don't have the power to take that away. Like, yeah, oh, okay. I, this is the thing. It's it, it's been taught. This is, I think, this is probably the greatest error in the church over the last at least thirty years, is this hyper grace thing, where it's just like, hey, don't worry about it. God's good with you this way. Now, look, God's grace covers us. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's not a license to go out and do whatever we want. We don't we don't get like this get out of jail free card and, and then we just get to go abuse it all, every day. See, that's the thing. It yeah. doesn't cover. It is an expression of, hey, if you look at Titus, I think it's 2 and 11, it says that grace teaches us to come out mm -hmm. of ungodliness, mm -hmm. sin and worldly lust and to live righteously, soberly and godly in him. Grace says, I made a provision for you to come away from sin. What are we talking about? To be separated from sin, mm -hmm. from evil, to have nothing to do. My grace says, I love you so much. I am going to provide an opportunity for you to get freedom from the bondage that kept you bound to, to sin, that kept you bound to evil, that kept you bound to all these things. If you do not respond in kind to my grace, which is my love and kindness, by taking my word, studying it and obeying it, here's the thing. If grace covered people, there would be nobody in hell. If grace just mm -hmm. automatically covered everybody, if mercy just automatically covered everybody, why has hell enlarged herself mm -hmm. to make room for all the souls? Mm -hmm. It's not a covering. It is an extension of, I made this available for you through my love and kindness. Yeah. Either receive it through living according to my work or don't receive it and you'll end up in hell. And we got to make sure we understand it's a difference. And so when I think it just blanketly covers me and keeps me from things, then of course, there's no reason for me to repent. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for me to study the word and learn to live my life by it and to renew my mind because grace is going to cover. And God says, no, it's not. Yeah, there's a healthy fear, you know, that we should have a rever not only just reverence, but an actual fear of knowing that he's righteous and he, and he is a just God. And, it, and we shouldn't abuse that, that privilege we have under him and through his son. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, what is that in Hebrews when it talks about trampling the blood twice, right? You're, yeah. you're yeah. you know, don't do that. Don't, yeah. <laughs> you know what he, Jesus did for us on the cross. Don't go and trample that and, exactly. and, and abuse the, that, that right that you have in him as a son and daughter now. Yeah. So yeah. And it's, Paul it, says, shall we continue on in sin because we have grace? No. No, no absolutely <laughs> not. Nope. So, yeah. um, one thing as we start to like, kind of. Can, like wrap this thing up on um, and we can, can definitely continue to talk but um, if you have Proverbs 3 and 7 um, Proverbs. I'm going to read that and if not I'll just quote it but it's Proverbs 3 oh yeah I do I do yep okay so in Proverbs 3 and 7 this one says do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil 
So what that means is when I'm wise in my own eyes is that I use my human wisdom, my human um, estimation and say, no, I think this will be okay if I participate in this. No, I think this will be okay if I do this. I'm not seeking the word of God to say, what does God have to say about what I'm getting ready to do or what I'm thinking about participating in? And he clearly said, fear the Lord, which means to respect him, not to be scared of him, but to respect him so much and his word that you orchestrate and live your life by it, which causes you to, to depart from evil. So the scriptures tells us that there's only why that God is the only wise God. There is no one wiser than him, that God alone is wise. And then we also learn from the scriptures that the Lord is the one that give us wisdom. So for me to not be wise in my own eyes, it means I need to consult the Lord who is the only wise God, receive wisdom from him through his word to say, okay, what are the things that I should participate in? What are the things that I should not participate in? What are the things that I need to renew my mind to so my attitude can change, so my lifestyle can change, so my decisions can change? And when you do that, the conclusion is, I shouldn't be participating in Halloween. But when you're wise in your own eyes and say, oh, well, it's just candy. I'm not sacrificing. I'm not coming into allegiance with Satan. That is you being wise in your own eyes. You are not respecting the Lord because his word told you don't participate in darkness and you are not departing from evil. That is the summation of how God sees that. And he does not see that any other way. No, very black and white. <laughs> There's no, no gray area. It's just, it's, and that's what you. I love about you. This is what, you got to be careful. There, there's there's church, <laughs> you know, there's there's this um, sentiment out there that it's like, you know, God's just like Barney or something and he's just warm, fuzzy dinosaur and we can hug him. And, you know, no, he's God Almighty. He created you in his image. And, and there's an expectation that he has as, as yeah. when you become his children, there's an expectation. Yeah. And it's and it's not a, not an overbearing expectation. Uh, what is what uh, what's that scripture that says it's the least we can do? Um, oh gosh, help me out. Um, uh, oh darn, where's that? Corinthians, First Corinthians, I can't remember. Um, somebody help me out in the chat. Um, basically, it's like you're you're the least you can do is offer up yourself as as the sacrifice. You know, like a, like you're giving yourself to him fully, mm -hmm. not to the world, right? So mm -hmm. when he's asking us not to participate in a day. Which I don't think is that difficult, really. It's not hard. I mean, just like you said, I can go to the, any store. There's a store five minutes from my house, not even. That exactly. That has tons of candy if I want to go buy candy, you know, whatever, for my kids. It just doesn't It doesn't make much sense when you – I mean, you, you've hit on such key scriptures to, to, you know, a lot of people say, well, I wish I knew God's will. Well, it's, it's in the word. It's right there. That's just laid out for us. Very clearly. Roman, Are you Romans talking 12, about Romans 1. 12 and 1? Yes. 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 <laughs> what, can you read it, please? I can't remember. You can't read. I know. All right. <laughs> I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies yeah. a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Yeah. 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 And then can you, do you have the James chapter 3? Yes. Verses 14 through 16. I really want to read this because the Lord is pressing me to read this. Um, it says here, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking, the self-seeking is the part where we want to do what we want to do, because this is what I want to do. So if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. The truth is the word of God, which is what I've been presenting tonight. 15, 
this wisdom, that self-seeking, also the bitter envy, but want to focus on the self-seeking, that self-seeking, this wisdom does not be seen from above. It doesn't come from God, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So for me to ignore all the scriptures we went through tonight, because I'm self-seeking and I would just want to do what I want to do. I want to participate. I still don't think participating in Halloween is that bad. That's you self-seeking. And God says that wisdom you operating in, because I told you not to operate in the wisdom of your own eyes, but to fear the Lord and depart from wisdom, to receive wisdom from him. That wisdom, he says, that doesn't come from me. That attitude you got, it doesn't come from me. It's earthly, it's sensual, and demonic. So with that self-seeking demonic wisdom, I guess it fits that you would participate in a demonic holiday. It's all demonic. <laughs> it is. I just so, want to add that if anybody wanted to show up to anybody's house, it was them two. <laughs> they made me be here. Yeah, it was me. My job <laughs> is to present the word. Robert's going to dox, dox us. <laughs> yeah. I'm I was like, just going to say, I wish Mika would just lay it on the line and tell us what she really means. Because this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this right. beating around the bush thing is not working. I for know, me. right? I should just be um, a straight shooter, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, God is revealing this tonight because. In, in all actuality, he loves everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But he is going to follow his word. He is not going to make exceptions for anyone. Because if he makes exceptions, he got to now pull everybody out of hell and give mm -hmm. them another chance. He puts his so, word above his name. Come on. And his <laughs> word is powerful, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So there's no other name greater than in, in any dominion, throne, or principality. Nothing is greater than his name. He's magnified his word above his name. So he's going to honor his word. And he's bringing this message to everyone tonight because he's like, look, I love you and I want the best for you. I don't want you to participate with demons. I don't want you to have anything to do with evil. That's why if you didn't know this, fine. There are a lot of people that are ignorant to things. And that's why God has us, disciples of Christ, going out and presenting his word. But we are not going to baby people into, mm -hmm. oh, come away from evil. His word is his word. When you study Jeremiah, when you study Isaiah, when you study those prophets, they weren't like coddling people and, oh, they're there. No, they were <laughs> like, look, this is what the word says. And if you don't repent, this is what you can look forward to. And God doesn't want any of us to be destroyed. He said he does not desire for any soul to die. His desire is for everyone to repent, meaning to change your mind about what you're doing and turn to him because he wants to have sweet fellowship with all of us for all eternity. But if we persist to ignore his word and to make excuses and justifications, then he is going to be forced to keep his word. We always say God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But people only quote that for the blessings and the good things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the punishment and the judgment, mm -hmm. guess what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is not going to make any excuses. When the judgment comes, there will be no mercy. There will be no more grace. And there will be no opportunity to appeal when your soul leaves your body and it goes to a destination you don't desire. Gina, I need you to clip that part. That part right there. Mm -hmm. Clip that part. <laughs> Some folk going to be mad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's just like Philippians, right? When it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But no one knows what it says before that. He Paul's going through. He's in jail. He's being persecuted. <laughs> like, you know, persecution's part of the deal when you become a Christian, it unfortunately. Is. Yeah. It I mean, really now, thank God we're not under, you know, torture yeah. and things like that. But, yeah. yeah. So. And God is, he is not opposed to fun. 
we can have fun 364 days of the year. Look at all those days we can have fun. He just says, <laughs> one day, don't participate in it. It's like the tree with Adam and Eve. You can eat from all these trees. It's just this one, don't touch it. And they had to walk past all the trees they could eat. I don't know. I think it's two, though. Because I, I got a fair amount to say about Easter, too. Man. I knew you were going to say Easter. Well, yeah, there, there are definitely other holidays, but... But we I can, like, with Easter... Um, yeah, I celebrate... You can't. I celebrate the resurrection, but that anything uh, yeah, to do I'm with that bunny... Girl. Anything to do with that bunny, yeah, I'm no. like, when you look up... <laughs> once you look up that, that one, yeah. I mean, that Fertility. one... It's, yeah, and the, you know, the prostitutes, the, the, the babies were sacked. I'm like, it's the eggs were dipped in blood. I mean, it is so gory. I mean, when you go, so I say two, but when you look at these, and it's just like, man, these are horrible. I mean, you you know, these these were horrible. And it was like, you want to separate yourself. It's one thing to celebrate. You know, it's like I said, I'm all for, I'm like, I tell people, like, celebrate All Saints Day. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not in the, the way that they do it. I'm like, Pick something good. If it's good and it glorifies God, you can celebrate pretty much any day. You don't have to have them tell you. But this is that whole how it's just too evil. It's like you can't get away from it. Even with Satanists, it's like we are mocked because of our participation. Even Easter, they give you a pass at. But hey, Halloween, they up. all go. I got I'll be right back. Go ahead and keep talking. Somebody gotta go potty. <laughs> Hang on, I got a family thing. Hold on. Go ahead. Just keep talking. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You could have just left. You couldn't interrupt me. Now I lost my train of thought. Miko, take over. No, you were saying, but no, yeah. So, I mean, it is. It's just really, really important that um, we see the mind of God and come out of our humanistic way of thinking because um, the scriptures tell us, you know, that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so, we aren't to be participating in the demonic things that this world is doing. Our whole thing should be to know the word of God and represent the kingdom of God, to be focused on the things that are above and represent those things, live our lifestyle that expresses those things. We should be doing things that expresses life, that expresses joy, that expresses peace, that expresses freedom from bondage and sin mm -hmm. and evil and all these different things. And when we participate, whether it's Halloween or whether it's something else that comes straight from the demonic realm, like, like I talked about fortune tellers and astrology and like all this different stuff, horoscopes and all these different things. We know people are getting into burning sage and crystals and all these things that have nothing to do with God. All these things are abominations. And so mm -hmm. that is what it means to renew your mind. In Romans 12 and 2, it says to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And yeah, we all participated in things that once we came to Christ and started studying the word, we realized, oh my God, I should not participate. I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, yeah, I participated in things when I was a kid, not to the extent my parents never allowed me to go trick-or-treating, but we used to put decorations up and I would dress in costumes. And now that we've come to Christ and really realize all of these things are wrong they're demonic, guess what we did? We renewed our mind, we changed our mindset about it, and we changed our behavior. So repentance means that you have a change of behavior. Repentance isn't 
I cry and say I'm sorry, but then keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It says in scripture in Luke, I think it's 3 8, and also Matthew 3 8. It's interesting that it's the mm-hmm. same chapter and verse that we are to show forth with repentance works or fruit of our repentance, meaning we need to show through our actions that we have actually changed our mind about living according to what God says. So to be in the world and not of the world means, yes, I'm in this world, but this isn't my home. The next earth that's coming, that's my home. And that's going to be the earth that God reigns in. And I want everybody to think about this. So if you think it's okay to participate in things that God says to not participate in, you do realize that when Christ comes, and sets up his kingdom, there's going to be this thousand year reign of Christ. And then he's just going to totally get rid of the this earth in heaven and do a new earth in heaven. When he reigns for those thousand years and then sets up the new earth and reigns in the earth eternally on earth, will there be Halloween practices? <laughs> will there be fortune telling and mediums and sage burning and crystals? None of these things are a part of the kingdom of God and they will not be policies stand for in his kingdom. And since that won't be happening then, do you think you can do it now when the kingdom of God is supposed to be on earth in you? Absolutely no. Let so me whatever, ask you something, Mika. Yeah. Will, will there be Christian yoga, though? There will absolutely not be Christian <laughs> yoga because there's no such thing as Christian yoga. And I know you know that. But yoga is a religious practice from Hindu and Buddhism where it's, again, worshiping false gods. Every movement is a movement as a sacrifice and a worship. Namaste actually means I bow to you. Hmm. Well, who you bowing to? It ain't Jesus. It's these demonic spirits. So I yoga like how will your not head snap when you be, yeah. be like, like, shoot, like you tripping. Like, yeah, so like, all those yoga people out there. Like, oh my gosh, the yoga thing kills. I just had a, a friend of mine, he's not a Christian, but he, he loves talking about Christianity and stuff. And he's, he sent me something the other day about yoga. And I, he's like, I said, you know where I stand on yoga, man. Don't, don't even, he's like, I, it's, I, you know, I'm not a Christian, but I, I'm still doing, I said, okay, well you're inviting demons. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I'm just telling you the truth. And yeah. the thing is, you know, if you just listen to the yogis, the masters, they tell you, why are Christians doing this? <laughs> they all say that. Exactly. And, and exactly. there's lots of new, I've been trying to get this new age guy. He's one of the biggest guys in the world. He was, and he became a Christian about 10 years ago. And uh, he had the biggest website in the world. Um, just awesome videos on all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, we knew like when I wasn't a Christian, like why are Christians trying to do our yeah. thing? <laughs> like this is exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, whatever. That's but another talk, another day. It's just really interesting because going back to the point that you all made earlier, like, like the costumes that people wear, people put in the spider webs and the spiders outside and the ghosts and Jason outside their home decorating it for Halloween. If those things were to literally come alive and stay at your house and plague you, you would be tormented and wouldn't want it there. And one thing I said, and people didn't like it, but I really don't care, as you can see. Um, <laughs> the one place where people get to celebrate Halloween every single day, but don't want to, are all mm-hmm. the souls in hell. Mm-hmm. They wish that they could be free of this hell celebration and demons being everywhere and just insects being everywhere and all these different things. So the very things that people don't want to deal with burning in hell are the very things that people on earth, especially those that claim to be children of God say, no, it's okay. We want to do this. Well, do you want to do it every day? Because that's what happens to people who get damned to hell. 
it's, that brings it's, up a really interesting point. I never really thought about it until you said that. Like, there's there's this innate thing in human beings. Like, if there's a car accident, there's the, that gawking thing where people just kind of slowly look just to see. Like, mm-hmm. they have to get a glimpse of it. And there's this fear factor thing where it's like, I like Robert said, I used to love horror movies back in the day. And I used to throw a Halloween party. I mean, this I had three, 400 people at a Halloween party every year. We would charge admission. We had all kinds of kegs of beer and sandwiches and candy and all this, you know, all this stuff. I was huge into it. I would win best costume every year, making all this. And it's funny, and, like now and, I and laugh. the trick is, he never wore a costume. He just went as him. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up, yeah, and I delivered. That was a good one. Up, I, I did. I put it right on the team. I put it right on the team. But it's it's funny because. You're going to fear, like, there's the healthy fear that we talked about, the fear of God, where there's the reverence, but also a healthy fear of his justice. And then there is, in his righteousness, and then there's a fear of things that are unknown, right, or unseen. And so that that kind of, like, that gets people going. And, they, you know, that's why they love horror movies, because they're like, oh, I wonder what it is. I can't wait, you know. And then you jump, and that's, like, there's this adrenaline rush. But, but ultimately, that kind of fear will lead you to one place. It's yep. going to lead you to hell. And then, and then you're going to live in fear for eternity. And it's like, that's, you know, I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine. I, I remember a testimony from a guy that he wrote 23 Minutes in Hell, Bill Weiss. Yep. And his, I remember the one thing that stood out of all the, the horrible things that he talked about. The one thing that stood out to me was when he said, when I first stepped foot in that cell, there was hopelessness. He says there was no more hope. It was completely eradicated. I yep. I had I knew that for eternity that moment would never stop, and I was yep. just like, oh my gosh! Like even in the, your worst day on earth, yeah, you have hope. You know, you're like, okay, yeah, well, exactly. you know, the sun's gonna come up tomorrow, and you know, and I can yep. maybe I can still do this or do that and get out. Yep. It's just, I mean, that's a terrifying thought. It's very terrifying, and that's the thing we have to desire the things that we want for eternity and do you really desire to be covered in spider webs and spiders and demons and murderers like jason and all these different things because and wearing skeletons on you do you really want death because if you really want life why do you always represent death or speak to death or wear death or you know all these different things so it's like your actions don't match your talk And God is about your speech and your actions need to match. He's going to judge us on both of those things. And all the vain things that we say, we're going to be judged for. All the actions that we do, we're going to get examined for all these things. And so when we live a lifestyle that's contrary to the very things that we claim to believe in, really what you are to the world is a fraud. And that is what the world is looking at a lot of church people as. And I'm not going to say born again Christians, because those of us that are disciples of Christ, we're actually doing what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. But it's this whole fake church world that even the whole world make movies about us, you know, laughing at the things that, I mean, it is comical because Mm -hmm. y'all are playing circus right now. And so I can't get mad when people make that because that's not the church that I'm a part of. The body of Christ that I'm a part of, we actually listen to God and we actually do what he say. And I think that's a deception. People think that local church assemblies are the church. And until every church assembly gets unified, Christ can't come back. Well, he says, no, the body of Christ are the people. The church are the people. And those people who are really born again, they don't practice sin. They listen to my word and they follow it. A disciple is someone 
who studies the word of God, they're a student of Christ and they do exactly what he say. So the true body are the disciples. Mm -hmm. Everybody else are playing church, but really aren't. And those are the ones that are going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. So um, currently today, as I speak, the body of Christ, we're unified. The fake church, they're the ones that are doing their own thing. Like Sesame Street, one of these kids are doing their own thing. That'd be the fake mm -hmm. church. And that's the people that's going to get left behind. So we really got to examine ourselves to see, are we in the faith? And it's not okay to just do portions of what God say and selectively say, well, I'm not going to do this. It says in Matthew 4 and 4 that we have to obey every word of God. Christ says, I know who loved me in James chapter 15. Yeah, 4 and 4 says, and he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I did not give you the John um, scripture, but I'm just going to quote it. He says in a number of places in um, the book of John and also the gospel of John, but also in first and also second John, he talks about that those who love me, those are the ones who listen to my word. They obey my word. They keep my word. And he said, those that don't love me, they don't keep my word. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at your life. Do you study to learn his word and say, okay, these mindsets I had does not match God's word. Let me throw those away. Let me download this new software, which is God's word, and now start to live by this program. Or are you going to continue to say, this part of God's word, I'm going to do. This part, I'm going to throw away. This part, I'm going to do. This part, I don't agree with, so I'm going to do this. This part, it doesn't match us, the politically correct society that I live in, so I'm going to follow this. Well, at the end of your life, God's going to say, you rejected me in all these different ways, and now when you stand before me, I'm going to reject you. That's mm -hmm. going to be the outcome. And God just wants to really get this message across because he doesn't want to reject anyone, but he will if you make him. So, um, Robert, I have a feeling we're not going to get um, that viewership award this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we got a lot of regulars. Miko's just... <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Is, is anybody still in the chat? Because I'm sure like, it's that heat this is, right you know there. What? But Miko's hitting on everything. I, we, I have another show called The Blender that I do with a Christian patriot, Michael, down in Texas. We do it on Thursday evenings. And we always try to expose progressive Christianity and woke Christianity and all that garbage. And, and it's, it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, I know it. a ton of people don't want to hear that, but you know what? It's fake. It's not Christianity. It's, you can go there, do what you want to do. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. It's a big party, but that's Literally. not God. You're not, you're not going to find them there. You're going to get not. sugar poured in your ear. Yep. You're going to leave with your belly full. And then yep. the next day you're going to be empty again because yep. it, there's, you are not filled with him. Yeah. You're filled with garbage. And, and it's. Yep. I'm done with it. So I love when, when, when we talk Frank about this stuff, because yeah. this is what Jesus, Jesus, there was no gray areas with Jesus. There I keep bringing not. up the gray area, but I don't know a better term. There's no, no, you know, riding the, no riding the fence, whatever. But Jesus huh? was, it was straightforward. And, and when it wasn't, it was a parable. It was because he was purposely disguising it from the evil ones. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's and then he explained it to his disciples and they were like, Oh wow, that's a hard saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a hard saying. Mm -hmm. It is a hard saying. I mean, mm -hmm. when you tell people something that they've done for fun all their lives is evil and they've been partaking in evil, it's like you can go one or two ways. It's like, Well, I didn't know this. I'm putting this down, or you'll shut your ears, which yeah. you know, looking at the, the the interaction that we get in the chat, I think like a whole lot of people is like Peace. I'll see y'all next week. No, that, there's there's people watching. They're just not sharing. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're good, I'm so. like, man. I was just joking I, about that. I'm sure. 
No, no, he's not. I'm like, it's. I'm sure it's folk that's not going to agree with this, you know, or or it's going to upset. But it's like, this is just what happens. But when that's you're going in. But see, that's okay to disagree. You're not disagreeing with us. We, I mean, Miko's reading God's word. It's not like yeah, well, this is our opinion. Look, if I was God, maybe I would have done it differently. <laughs> okay, but guess what? Thank God I'm not God. <laughs> okay, but mm -hmm. it's just we we have this human his his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our ways and we have to understand his ways are much higher than ours you know what i've been dealing with for the last year uh, pretty much a year mm -hmm. it's i keep i keep going to him and I, and i have to remind myself because our mind is at enmity with him it's at war with god because your carnal nature is everything the opposite of what he is so mm -hmm. so my mind is constantly i'm fighting it constantly like lord why? Why won't you deliver me from this? Or why can't this get better? Or why can't that change? And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Gino, stop. His ways are higher than yours. His thoughts are, are, are way more pure and, and, and righteous. And he knows the end from the beginning. I have to remind myself of his word because his word is true, not my thoughts. Yeah. And that and battle is yeah. constantly going on. And I have to constantly tell myself, I mean, there's been days I'm like, man, my faith is really low. <laughs> like, why well, need to fill up, you know? Like, and it's because mm -hmm. I've let my thoughts wander yeah. and, and just think dumb things, you know? Yeah. Not not mm -hmm. things that are uh, things that aren't true. Yeah. yeah. But one of the main reasons why this is important is you don't know what you're letting in by practicing any yeah. things of ignorance. Yeah. Like, um, it was a thing, like me, I love fantasy movies. Like the the Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite ones. And it was like, so anything that got anything to do with that, I generally watch. And like when the Holy Spirit speaks to you about certain things, you gotta listen. So cause I like that. I started watching. I remember this one show I should start looking for something to watch. It was called Dresden File. He was a warlock. Like he was supposed to be like Constantine. He'd go around solving crime. And I watched this show and uh, and you know, and I had started to catch a cold and I started getting like sick, you know. I, I didn't connect the dots. But the Holy Spirit was like, cut that off. Do not watch that. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I got, you know, and I didn't know, notice that it cleared, you know, the sickness cleared up immediately. Yeah. It was a game that I was playing called Left for Dead, zombie hunt game. Holy Spirit said, do not play this game. Again, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was getting sick. I was playing a game, you know, I thought I was just catching a little cold. It said, do not play this game. Delete, got rid of the game. Felt better, but I didn't. I wasn't connected. The Holy Spirit was telling me this is not something you should do. So then we go and we were like, well, why are my family members getting sick? Why is this happening in my life? Why is that? It is because things that you let in that you're ignorant of. It's yeah. like because of God, Satan is going to take advantage of God's word. You see, that's what he did to Jesus when he took him up to the mountain offer. He tried to take advantage of God's word. You know, so you think because you don't know and you don't mean well that Satan is not going to take advantage to come into your house and cause chaos or to kill you. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. We don't know. And so I'm like, I tell people, like, especially when you're going through stuff, man, dot your eyes and cross your T's. Everything that you know to do good, do good. If you believe it to be wrong, do away with it. It's like that one losing that one day is not going to kill you. You're going to believe me. You're going to have friends that say you're making too big a deal about it. I don't have people call me, what is it, super Christian and holy roller. They're, these are other believers who call you this because they want to go do things. And yeah. then you go and you see the things that happen in their life. And it was like, well, this this is um this is preschool stuff that you're dealing with. We you know when you do this, it causes this. But as you as you dance with the devil, he makes you forget 
the things that, um, that God said and the knowledge you've acquired and you just become, you just, your senses begin to come dull. And I'm like, you need your senses. You need to be a, in a place where you hear the Holy Spirit say, no, you can't do that. Yeah. No, you can't be a part of that. Because when you go and you say, uh, the Bible says, and I tell people, this is one of the scariest scriptures that people don't understand. When he talks about searing your conscience with a hot iron, it means mended. It is mended together. Because before, it was like a wound that was hurting you. They say, I can't do this anymore. But when you go so long ignoring it, he said, I'm amended. And what happens is, it doesn't bother you anymore. Yep. You don't feel bad about doing it anymore. The condemnation and judgment that's coming from it isn't going away just the the conviction that you have about doing it you know you people have done it with who who were um, fornicating in the beginning they felt bad about doing it but then it goes away i'm like mm -hmm. the scripture didn't change your conscience got mended yeah that's damnation on yeah. you well it's like you gotta always be in a place when god show you something god i repent god i'm sorry and if you don't truly know how to get out of it you ask for help. That's what God wants. It's like, God, help me. Help me to understand. Help me to get rid of this. It was like things where you want to be delivered from when you fight. You ask for help. Because the thing is, is now you're not being prideful. You're taking the burden of the situation you're in and you're putting on God. He said, cast all your cares upon me. Because he, he cast all your cares upon me because he cares for you. I'm casting on you like, God, I need to get out of this. I'm in something that I shouldn't be in, but I don't fully understand how to get out of Help me. And he will. But if you go and you say, Shoot, it's just a day. It's just candy. You, I can do it. You know, it don't make a big deal. Y'all just being too much. Y'all being too deep. It don't take all. It's like you have your conscience seared, and then you go up for God. He was like, God, like, why was I getting in car accident and all this bad stuff happened to me? He was like, You knew this was wrong. You continue to do it, and the devil exploited. You got here by your own, but because of your own fault, it was you that did. It. And it's like, man, that's that, it's, that's it's scary. I don't want to. I don't want to ever want to get to a point where God telling me something is wrong, and and my heart get hardened because it's so much fun, or I I want to do it. It was like video games was like really something I reveled in for a long time, and it was like God was like, man, you know, you give a lot of time to this, more time than your family, more time than me, and it was something I had to put down. It was like something I was like, you know, like man, I would play that game from sun up. It was one time I played in the morning, and when I looked up, it was dark. And I said, I was like, what, is, what? It can't be. It can't be dark already. I sat here and played this game. I was literally a whole day and without eating or drinking, did not know it. And when and I played that game so much, one day I was praying. And the Holy Spirit said, get rid of it now. Get rid of it now while you're strong. Because it was like I was immediately going to play it after. And I took that game. And I out, the, out and I snapped it in two, and blood shot out my nose. Oh. It was like, yeah, it was like something that had a hold of me that wanted me to stay in this mm -hmm. had to let me go because I obeyed the Lord. And it was like, I'm like literally like I was like snap, snap, like what the heck? And blood just shot everywhere. I'm like, what in the heck was that? But it was like something had a hold on me. It wanted me. It was like I was giving it all my attention and time, and it was like an idol could be anything. When God is telling you, put it down, Yeah. put it down. Yeah. And that's the thing. I understand that this message <clears throat> and work scene, and it could make people become very defensive. That's the human nature, right? But a humble person goes back and say, you know what? Everything that was said was not personal opinion. It was all what God said. So now I have a decision to make. 
either I'm going to humble myself. A, hum a humble person is someone who is teachable and willing to learn and willing to change their ways. A person that's full of pride is unteachable and is just going to do what they want to do and will be wise in their own eyes. So a humble person will go back and be like, you know what? I may have been defensive while I was listening to this and rejecting it, but the Lord's going to come back and tap you on your shoulder. And if you do not humble yourselves, then as Rob said, that's going to be a problem. And I'll give personal testimony myself. Like I'm not a person that was just born doing right. I used to love vampire movies, as you all talked about. But the scriptures talk about it is a sin to drink blood and that we shouldn't do it. So the Lord was like, now I said it's a sin in my word to even drink blood. Do you think I'm okay with you watching these vampire movies and all they're doing is drinking blood and they're the living dead and killing people to... And I was just like, you know what? Oh my God, you're right. Me being humble was like, I really don't want to stop, but because I love you and you're my God, and as my Lord, I bow to you, I'm going to stop. And so I stopped. And I remember one year, because we were really into the underworld, I think it was called, with Kate yeah. Blanchett or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one year they were coming out with like the third or fourth installment and we were at the movies. I was with my dad and we were watching something else and we saw like the poster. He was like, you want to go see that next? And I was like, dad, I can't because the Lord told me that I can't watch vampire movies anymore. Now, if I was not, not bowing to God, I'd be like, yeah, let's get our tickets as soon as it comes out. But there are many decisions in my life that I've had to make to change and to turn from things because I am willing to be humbled and to learn from God. Do I like the truth when I hear it sometimes? No, because <laughs> it's going against the things that I want to do, but because my heart is right and I really want to be in the light and I don't want to dwell in darkness. And John chapter three talks about that. Those that are willing to come to the light, they're willing to be exposed and have all their faults put before them so that they can change. But those that hate the light, they repel God. They repel the word because they want to stay in darkness. So God is saying, don't be people who want to stay in darkness. This word may not have felt mm -hmm. good. This word may have hurt. This word may have made you frustrated and mad. But at the end of the day, it's me telling you because I love you. Mm -hmm. I remember um, I, I was teaching a class down at Wayne State one year. And somehow we got on the scriptures talking about homosexuality and all this different stuff. And I do remember like this guy got up and he walked out, but then later he came back. And so sometime later, like days or maybe months, years later, he came back and said, you know why I got up and walked out? And he was, and I said, why? He said, because I knew what you were saying was the word of God. I knew it was right. And I knew my lifestyle was wrong and I shouldn't do it. I got mad and I got up and walked out. But he said, as soon as I walked out and wanted to do my own thing, the Lord said, you need to go back and listen to what she's saying because what she's saying is my word. So he said, I came back and listened to everything you had to say. And at the end of the day, I can't be mad at you because all you're doing is telling me what God has said and God loves me so much that he's trying to get through to me. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and so that's all of us. So just know, it's not just you that I'm talking to. It's also me that I'm talking to. We all have these moments in our life where God reveals to us what you're doing is wrong and you need to stop. But you don't remodel or renovate a whole house in one day. You go room by room. And that's what God does with us. He goes room by room and starts to reveal to us the different areas of our lives that need to change and need to be conformed or transformed so we're not conformed to the world. 
So please don't be upset with this message. Just take it as God loves you. He chastens those whom he loves and he wants us to be right. And he he's sheltering us from from the enemy. I mean, the things we think we enjoy are actually slavery. It's not yeah. we're, it's not like they're good for us. It's it's we don't know the ultimate end game of what the demonic realm has for us if you participate in their ways. You know, it's always, oh, just it's a little bit. It won't hurt. It's fine. It's yep. just, a, you know, it's always, it doesn't start, it starts with spoonfuls, not shovelfuls. So it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, let's just, yeah. hey, you're going to be fine. And I mean, that's the trick of the devil. That's what he always does. It's the same yep. game. And so we just have to be aware of that. We have to be, and like you said, I mean, that's a great example of, <clears throat> being humble is not like false humility or something like that. Like, Oh, woe is me. <laughs> it's, it hurts. And sometimes you're just like, man, I, but I really like that. I really enjoy yep. that, you know? Yep. And then you realize, well, wait a minute, wait, your ways are way higher than me. I, I probably should listen because I think you know more than I do about even myself. And yep. that's when humility and, and humble, the true humility and, hum, and humble spirit comes in where you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to do what you said and let this thing play out. And it always works out for good. It's it not, gonna, it's not, he's not going to lead us down some rabbit trail and okay, well, I'll lead them into the wilderness for a while and let them, you know, see what it would have been like. No, he's not like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, all the things, his word is leading us away from Satan so that we can be free. So again, like, as you said, the things that he tells us to do is because he, he can see the whole chessboard. We can only see from the ground level. He has a bird's eye view and can see every move and every play. And he's like, oh, no, Gino, don't make that move. Go here. Oh, no, Robert, don't do that. Go here. Tremiko, oh, please don't do that. Go in this direction. And it's not because he's like, I don't want Gino, Tremiko, and Rob to, to have fun. I want them to hate life and to be miserable. No, he's like, I want you to have life eternal. I want you to have joy. And I want you to have peace. And if you continue in doing those things, all your peace is going to go. All mm -hmm. your joy is going to go. You're going to be depressed, miserable, have panic attacks, be plagued with fear, be plagued with lack and, um, you know, unsustainability. All these things he sees and he's leading us away from the trap of the enemy through his word. And that's what that word is. It is a light to our, it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path to lead us out of destruction. That's all he wants to do. The, the devil will offer us instant gratification which bring, might bring you some fun, yep. but God brings you joy, which lasts forever. I, I'll take forever over temporary yep. gratification any day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will too. I will. And it, it, it's a much better life. And I tell people all the time, and we put vlogs up on our channel as well as teachings to show people, because people ask, well, what, how do you live as a Christian? And the Lord's like, make vlogs so people can see. Because we're not extremists either way. We're not people like, oh, to be a, a, a child of God, you got to be poor and destitute and have no fun. <laughs> and then we're not to the other extreme. I'm going to just do what I want to yeah. do and live my yeah. life and blah, 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 blah. We have balance. We have fun. We also work. We have careers. But we also do ministry as well, too. And we're about winning disciples for Christ. And so we show people what our lives look like. We have fun, but then we also do ministry and we spend time with our family and we do X, Y, Z. And it is a very, I will tell you, my life is very fulfilled. It is very fun. But then I also have my moments where I'm going through persecution, but because I spend so much time with God and I know him and I know who I am because of having 
an identity through God, I can fight and I can be strong and I can still have peace and joy through those moments. And another thing, Halloween, what it does is it steals your identity. It is getting you to dress up and change your identity for a night to be something that you are not, to be something that God did not call you to be. And that's very dangerous when we allow Satan to play with our identity and get us to transform into something God never meant for us to be. And we got to see the trappings and the pitfalls of what this demonic holiday is really all about. Amen to that. Wow, that was awesome. And did you want to touch anything else? Is, was that, I think we went through all the... Uh... Uh, that's, yeah, that's enough. I think we gave, we drowned people in enough scripture support tonight. <laughs> that, was, that was a deep dive. I love it. That was, that was awesome. And so <laughs> thorough. I mean, like, there's a lot of scriptures that you put together that I never really put together. I was like, oh yeah, of course that goes, <laughs> it fits nicely. You know, like how God does that. It's so amazing. Yeah. I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, I'm reading the Bible and I'm having some understanding, but then I'm, I'm like, ah, I knew there would be something wrong in here, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and then I would, I would like, see, this is contradicting something. And then later on, you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't really contradict that. Yep, <laughs> you know, you exactly. just, you start, you just take small steps and God was so patient with me. He's just like, okay, son, you don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> just, yep. just, just I keep plugging along. That. <laughs> oh man. So, wow. Excellent teaching. So I think you're a no on Halloween. Am I correct, Miko? I'm an absolute no, 1,000%. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> and so is Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. He Very says no. clear. Very clear. Um, okay, so guys, um, everybody always loves having Miko on. This is third appearance already. I can't believe it's three times already. Um, so please go and subscribe to Gather Ministries. Um, let me uh, change screens here. Hold on one sec. Please go to their uh, YouTube channel and subscribe. Like she said, she, they've got lots of vlogs. They've got videos. They've got deliverance videos on there, teachings. Uh, yep. You can get the whole gamut. You can reach out and contact them if you have any questions or any prayer requests or deliverance. Yep. Um, oh, a Curious Patriot in the chat said, Tremico, your smile lights up a stadium. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also go to their What webpage. about my smile? <laughs> <laughs> Always about you, isn't it? Um, so gather, go to uh, gatherministries.org. I'm sorry, gather. I always mess that up. Gatherinc.org. .org, yeah. yeah. And uh, visit their website. Get lots of good information there also. Uh, you're not on any social media. I mean, well, Facebook, but. Well, we have Facebook. We also have Instagram and TikTok. So. Oh, you're um, on TikTok? Yep. Oh, I'm going to have are... to follow you. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Late well, to the party, Gino. It's all good. Yeah, I never knew you were on there. I mean, I. I I can't even believe I'm still on TikTok, to be honest, because I was so anti-TikTok with all their spying you know software. But they I... are, um, they are, because for yes, a while, all my... TikTok. Okay. Gathering. Yeah, all my videos were like Christian, and now it's like, it's majority other stuff now. It's almost like they're, it's like they, before at my algorithm, I got to a point, all Christian. But now it's seeing like, now they're sending a lot more other stuff, and I'm just like, like, I wonder are they doing something with the Christ algorithm, the Christian TikTok? Because I, I wouldn't a, be surprised. I get a pretty healthy like balance, but you know the thing is, uh, tick, look, I we're probably being suckered. <laughs> That's probably just bait getting us out there so they can watch us even more. But I don't care. Oh yeah. I, the way I look at it now is I'm going in the enemy's camps, 
and that's where I, my work's going to get done. Because if we don't go in the enemy's camp, Jesus yeah. didn't go to to the to the people that were following him. He went to the outsiders. Yep. He yep. went to the people that were destitute, you know, and and lost. So I, it's we have to use like like Twitter and and yep. TikTok and Instagram, all the devil's tools. Um, I think we're going to end up taking all of them back. To be honest, I think that day is coming very shortly. But you know, in the meantime, we go there, and that's where the battleground is. So that's where we fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to use what mm-hmm. what's available to mm-hmm. reach the people. Yeah. So uh, Miko, so we'll see you in about four weeks. Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> six weeks. I'm telling you, he gonna have you on here. He's like, you know what, wins? He gonna call you, Miko. You're free next Wednesday. I will. Here. I will. You know, I need somebody to take away from my face so everybody's not mortified and they'll stay and watch the show. Oh, yeah. Robert, do you have any like last words? I mean, is there anybody coming? here? All of our friends are gone. I know they're not man. even gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh, yeah. They're gonna be like, what happened to him? Um, so I'm sure you'll be back, you know, something. Oh, when I'm out there, I'll probably be calling the show, man, you know, roast you for a minute and then get off. I was like, that's all. I don't know. Now I might have to do it on my own. I don't know. I might either go solo or, uh, or maybe. I doubt that very, Gina, you're very needy. You'll find somebody. You gotta do it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, Jason's supposed to be coming back one of these days. He's, his schedule is just like yours. It's just really messed up. So. Uh, he said he can do like mornings, weekday mornings. So we might be doing Bible studies, maybe one of these weekday yeah. mornings. Uh, so tomorrow, let's see, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. So I've got Rescue the Fosters at 730 with Sylvia and KK. Um, they're still waiting on a guest. I, I, If we have a guest, great. If we don't, I don't know where. I'm sure Sylvia will come up with something to talk about um, with, the, with the foster care system. Uh, she's fantastic at that stuff. And then... Um, I will be on the Blender tomorrow night at 10 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Michael CPN, and uh, we'll be exposing woke Christianity and progressivism in the church, which isn't the church at all. <laughs> it's, it's, by the way, did you see the latest T.D. Jakes thing with the? Oh my no. gosh, he he anointed his own daughter or something to overtake. I don't know. It's, it's just another one of those. Exactly. Anything that well, I'm sure we'll be discussing that tomorrow. <laughs> Um, and then we have a new feature. I don't know. Me and Michael, we're calling it the soapbox where we each of one of us every week will get on a rant and we'll let it go for like five minutes. <laughs> so I think his, he gets to rant tomorrow. He gets the first week. Um, uh, and then uh, Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We have Joseph Jordan returning. Uh, we're going to do the alien abduction stuff and uh, go more in depth in his book. Uh, I just finished reading it. Really good read. Um, lots of testimonies in there. And I, I, I kind of. It, it goes right along with, with what Miko teaches. And it's just, I think it's so critical in the day and age we live in is deception is at an all time high with media being owned and run by, you know, deep state operatives, which is Satan um, and by higher orders and things like that. It's the deception is just overwhelming at times and the disinformation and misinformation that's, you know, purposely put out there for us. And, and given, and that is given to us in shovels, you know, they want to overload us with information so that we get lost and can't find our way. But if Jesus Christ is in your life, you know, the way that he's the way, the truth and the life, and he is the light to our feet. And so, uh, Miko, thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah. Um, and can, for having do you mind leading us out with a prayer? Sure. I can lead you out with a prayer. I awesome. don't mind because everybody <laughs> always answers that wrong. Yeah. I'm lying. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> thank you. 
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just thank you for this word, Lord God, that you caused to go forth, Lord God. We thank you for every person that tuned in on tonight, Lord God. We pray for even those whose hearts have, have been pricked. Maybe they didn't like the message. Maybe some of them loved it because they got a chance to see how to make improvements in their life, whatever their position is on this word tonight. We pray that you continue, Lord God, to talk to them as they go through their week, Lord God, to further open up their understanding, to further speak to them, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that our hearts and minds will have a desire, Lord God, to please you, Lord God, to submit to your word, to live by every word that you speak and not be selective. We pray that each household that is represented here will receive complete salvation, Lord God, in their life and be spared, Lord God, from total eternal separation from you. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, against the hand of the enemy that is trying to plague and attack your people, Lord God. I bind and rebuke the hand of the enemy. I speak that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I speak that every tongue that rises against us in judgment and condemnation, you said it is our heritage to condemn it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every stronghold and every soul tie that the enemy wants to keep us bound in, I break that now. I sever those chains right now, Lord God. Through this word that was spoken on tonight, I pray that you, Lord God, you said that you are a consuming fire, that your word, Lord God, and you are like a fire and like a hammer, Lord God. So I pray that all the, the false teachings and error, Lord God, that may be in people's minds and in their hearts, Lord God, that as a hammer, you would come down and destroy and completely obliterate that false doctrine. And as a consuming fire, you would consume up everything that is not like you, every seed that was planted by the enemy and not by you, that it would be completely consumed, that it will not bear fruit in our lives, Lord God but that this sweet, good word, Lord God, that came forth on tonight, that it will be planted in our hearts. I pray that it will be planted in good ground, Lord God, not by the wayside, not amongst the thorns and not on stony ground, Lord God, but uh, amongst good ground. You said the good ground are the people that hear the word and obey that word, Lord God, so that it can bring forth fruit in our lives 30 times, 60 times, and a hundred times as much as what was sowed on tonight, Lord God. We pray for liberty for your people, Lord God from every attack, Lord God. We speak that the plans and the devices and the weapons and the methods and the tactics and the cycles and patterns that the enemy wants to institute in our lives, I break those now, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak that every stronghold will be broken off of our lives right now, Lord God. I pray that you would even dispatch angels, Lord God, warrior angels with flaming swords of fire to surround us, Lord God. You said that your angels encamp round about the righteous and those that fear you. I pray that they would be encamped around us on tonight and even through this ungodly month in celebration of Halloween that our families and household would be protected. I command a wall of fire to be around us and our families to protect us from all evil. And I just thank you for your wisdom, Lord God. You said if any lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. You said that knowledge and understanding comes forth from your mouth. So on tonight, not only did we receive wisdom, which is the skillful application to apply your word, but we receive your word, which is the knowledge and understanding of why your word is what it is of that we should depart from evil, be separated from evil and from demons and to not participate, Lord God. So we thank you for wisdom on tonight. We thank you for knowledge and understanding on tonight. And I just pray we walk away with an attitude and a humble heart to listen, to obey you and not listen to say we hurt your word. So we just pray all of these things and we thank you for your divine protection in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
Awesome. Um, okay, well, be blessed, y'all. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and release the scratching for you guys. Okay, it is released. Get yourself some gold pills. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll see you soon. I'll see you tomorrow night, hopefully at 7.30 or 10 o'clock, right here. Same bat channel. Um, Robert, you want to say one last word to the folks? Say goodbye. Sayonara. <laughs> see you when I see you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Miko, hold on because I want to tell you that yep. dream that I had. Yep. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna, okay. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.